You're listening to The Sauropod. I'm James Ongren, and this is Wookie of the Year. Hello, what have we here? Piece of junk. Join me, and together we can listen to Wookie of the Year. Greetings to you across the galaxy. Hello, hello. Rebels, Imperials, Bounty Hunters, Wookiee Walkers. Uh, you're listening to Wookie of the fucking year here, mm-hmm. and this is Justin Zepper, by the way, been. here with my co-host, Mr. James Ongren. Hi, Hello, James. everyone. Excellent to be back talking the wars. Oh, my God. So we just got in from our showing... Mm-hmm. Friday the 15th, the afternoon, 1.30 p.m. Tell us about the screen, James. Uh, I'm going to tell you something about the Emacs screen at uh, in Novi, Michigan. What is it? The Walk? Is that the name of the uh, area that it is in? Yeah, the, the, walk the, the, the Fountain Michigan. Walk or something like fountain that? Fountain Walk yeah. in Novi, Michigan. Uh, I'm just going to tell you, this is the largest screen in the state of Michigan. Number and one, yeah. Number one. And apparently second largest in the country, as we are informed by a fine gentleman who ne- helped us to our theater because apparently we can't, can't read a ticket. Yeah, we can't handle tickets and numbers. Yeah, that was very difficult. So, yeah. But I mean, and why would that guy lie to us? He only works there. Yeah, right? he was enthused yeah. about it. No, too. he was. He was excited for us. Yeah, he which loved is it. Great Dolby Atmos sound, by the way. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Shout out! Shout out to Dolby Atmos. <laughs> I thought you were going to say shout out. <laughs> I did all I sh- I shat myself. Well, Thanks. there's a subsonic rumble that was happening there that was not part of the seats, I'll tell you that. Like, that that theater was alive. That place was huge. It was like an airplane hangar. It was yes, enormous. Massive. That was It was like twice the size of a normal screen. Lean back, full reclining seats. Oh, yeah. Whole deal. We napped through the entire second half, so we don't know how it ends, but... I have no we idea. We napped in style, and it was the sound was great regardless yes yeah um yeah so all right james so i just want to get right into i want i want your general impressions and then i think we should start going a little more you know we'll we'll go wherever this this thread takes us right Mm -hmm. but you know we we should walk through the film i think i mean there's a few major points yeah yeah that that need to be addressed all right so give me give me your thoughts how did how did you feel about star wars episode eight the last Jedi. Overall, yeah, it was a cheese ball fest. Oh, whoa. overall <laughs> review. Wow, was, I'm telling you, it didn't take itself too seriously, which I love. But it was, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like full on winking at me the entire. You time. felt like that. I did very oh, much. Okay, so give me an example. Of uh, that. Okay, I will. So obviously, this is uh, a hot take. By the people, way, people, this is thank this you. The hottest hot take. This is hot. this. Know that what you're listening to is full on spoilers. From oh yeah, yeah. Oh, point, yeah. spoiler fucking alert. Obviously, from yeah. This point onward, I'm doing nothing but spoiling stuff. <laughs> right. That's what's happening. <laughs> Just want you to know that. Yep. All right. So moving forward, uh, I'm gonna say okay right out of the gate. Uh, first uh, cheese ball moment, uh, which I was just bringing up to Justin right before the show, uh, is the concept that someone says, punch it twice in the first five <laughs> minutes of the movie. Punch it. Punch it, BB-8, from Poe, and then punch it, whatever. You well, know. Think, think of all the quotes in the Star Wars universe as we know it. Mm-hmm. You know, the, most, the, the three most memorable. Uh, the, may the Force be with you. Luke, yeah. I am your father. And punch it. Punch it. Right. Twice. Twice. In the opening scene of the movie. 
That being said, opening scene was baller. We'll get back to that later. We need to talk about more of the cheesing about. So this is your big takeaway then? Is just a lot a, a, a real corn fest, huh? Yeah, there was just a lot of gags. But I will say this: they were kind of cool gags. But I was depends on the gags. Is hit, hit and miss. Yeah, there's a spectrum of gags. There. But as you will know, if you listen to the program, our our pre-show, our before show of episode eight, the last. Oh Jedi, yeah, definitely go back to that. You, if yeah, you heard it. Yes, hear it. Everything we say is good and wrong. Yeah. So you're gonna yeah. <laughs> that's, so you're gonna that's true. yeah. You're gonna well, see how, is it though? Most of it. Mm, mm, there's some things that were right. Yeah. There, get, we'll get to there all that. definitely all those things that are right. But what I want to say is, yeah. I, we all know that I myself, James Ongren, was expecting a darker film, a very dark take. Luke's what's up with Luke? Can he get back in the game? Chewie is devastated. Leia's devastated. I agree. I th- this was the impression I was left with last night. Okay, so mm-hmm. full disclosure to the audience, I saw this yesterday mm-hmm. on opening Thursday, which is now apparently how we're going to do yeah, business. I but I mean, I want to see it. I don't know why they would keep it if it's done. Just put it out. I would like yeah. to see it. You heard um, it here first. Justin movie cheated on me. That's true. Yeah, I did. did. I did. And you know what? Me. I don't even feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. I don't even feel bad about it because the second time around, like I was telling you in the car ride back, uh, I, I got a lot more out of it than I did the first time because I was left with a little bit of that feeling you're describing, which is I was anticipating, obviously, in your traditional story arc of a trilogy, chapter two is going to be kind of bleak, right? Yeah. Like you're going to end on a, on a real down note and it's going to be a series of... Like Empire. Yeah. St- just stepping down. Stepping down some depressing plot staircase Mm -hmm. and so empires like that even attack of the clones if we got to talk about it 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 exists it's a part of the the, these things unfortunately but even that ends with uh the war starting and big battles and Mm -hmm. um you know anakin loses an arm and everything so a lot of drama high drama i was definitely anticipating more of that that being said it's it goes some places. It's just a huge is the impression I'm left with now. Like what, yeah. seeing it twice, I'm just like God. There's a they packed this thing full of stuff. I know. There's a, there's so much. They stocked it full of a prankster, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> he's a yeah, jokester. Well, he now. was yeah. He's pretty mischievous. Like it's like a la Yoda. Since he's kind of Yoda. That's you know, true. Yoda. You're right. He is taking on the training. TBC, by the way. Yeah. Um. <laughs> he is taking the uh, yeah. The mantle He's, of Trainor. Right. He he no longer has uh, an air, a sort of like stuffy, self serious air. He's he stripped away his ego, his force ego. You're right. And so now he's just a man, and he's tried to. Part a major plot point here. He has tried to shut himself off from the force, and so he's lost connection with who he yes. truly is. That powerful Skywalker blood. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he is. There's there's some prankstery moments. He's he's messing with you yeah um yeah but I would say and not that such as like when he milks the sea creature and he gives you he doesn't just drink the he the, milks the sea creature the, to completion the milk yeah exactly <laughs> he, whatever it is <laughs> he slams it's it. green whatever it is it's and greenish. he looks at Ray which in this shot is us he's looking at directly right. into our eyes and it's like and it's just like what <laughs> Y'all won't drink this. That being said, to to briefly fast forward to the to the end when he shows up at the end, and him and Leia have their little moment. I mean, those blue eyes—you could just take a swim in those things, you know. Yeah. Like, there's power coming out. There's there's a 
Mark Hamill gives a real performance, I think, that he's giving you the lighter side of Luke, but he's also fucking going there, too. Mm-hmm. In some some crazy ways. Excellent as, performance, as by we'll Mark find Hamill, out. I will say that. But yeah, I mean, get, just getting lost in those sad old Jedi eyes, you know. That's Jedi right. eyes. Oh, Jedi eyes. So, what else you got? What what other what other big? Give me some tentpole feelings. Oh, tentpole feelings. Yeah. Uh, so okay. so cheese fest. Yeah. I mean, d- so does this take away from? the rest of it like how does this impact your experience viewing the movie does it make you want to see it again or not it makes me want to see it again but i'm uh that i will be waiting until i can uh you know stream it oh sure see it again. yeah yeah give it a little space. i won't go back to the theater for it give a little space but uh yeah i'm excited to see it again and the cheese factor i love cheese it makes me want more <laughs> of it now i cheese is delicious yeah. now i'm like oh okay i get it so it's like now it's like a star wars comic book movie this okay yes i would say i definitely felt some of the marvel yeah paw kind of scrubbed over at once yeah. as far as we've got like, a, huh, we're in a movie yeah it's very it's it's of its time you know it's very yeah. 2017 and it knows what it we they look great and they do look great everybody um, looks great yeah yeah um if you are a junior member of the rebellion you look amazing yeah if you're a senior member of the rebellion you look like you've seen some shit yeah definitely which i suppose you have but you do get better, more starched collars. Like the older you get, I feel mm-hmm. like they they pay more attention to your wardrobe. Yeah, you got to be dressed for action if you're one of the younger, one of the kids. Uh, speaking of which, uh, so Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord, plays the the young rebel woman with the the hair, the the braids in the hair. Right? She gets a lot of screen time yeah. in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know her name, like, as a character. Like, I don't know who she is or what she does other than sort of, like, agree to these schemes, you know? Yeah, she's like, well, I'm in. Yeah, she's always in. I believe she's who says punch it at the on me. <laughs> I'm, I do, she's please. guilty of punching it? Sorry. Uh, I just punched it on this mic. Uh, Justin, hit, I got I am the worst at this, but hit the people with it. Where can they tell me if I'm right if she said punch it oh you could just give me the info you should just write us in right right into james and let him know at info at the sauropod.com info at the sauropod.com hit it and quit it yeah and just and just put in the subject uh punch it yeah punch it who said punch who punched punch it question punch it question mark (laughs) however you want to you do it you write you write the emails you want to yeah free will right uh 100 guarantee she says punch it You've not given yourself a lot of wiggle room there to, to get out of this, so there I'm glad is. you pushed your chips into the table. I like though. to commit. Um, so she, yes, she is in it. Okay, so okay. Carrie but, Fisher, by the way. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if you want to talk some other, it might continue with my cheese ball point. <laughs> Survives the vacuum of space after being shot directly with some photon torpedoes. Space yeah. torpedoes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Space pedo. Yes, I got a lot of questions uh, about this. Uh, wakes up, like wakes up. I, I guess we're assuming thanks to her badass Jedi ness, guides herself back onto the ship, floats it, her way across the galaxy like a like a like a gowned up Isis. Like she becomes a goddess at that point. Yeah, like so the space rules don't apply here. Zero. She just wakes up shakes the icicles off and makes her way back to the 
to the blown out hull of the ship she just came from, mm-hmm. after which they just open the door and pull her out of there. How does space work in Star Wars? Apparently it's fine out there. Apparently, yeah. That's Apparently it's it just works. a little chilly, and that's why they wear the jumpsuits, I guess. Yeah, it's like, dude, you'll, you'll get a cold out there in space. Yeah, because, okay, so we, so one of the character's sisters, Rose's sister Paige, who is is responsible for dropping yes. the bomb payload on the, the dreadnought in the opening scene. Which is the best action scene in the movie. Oh, you loved it, eh? Oh, love it. The tension of, like, are they going to get through? Yeah. Will Poe have made the right decision? Right. Is what, uh, you know, General Organa going to do? <laughs> yeah. They, uh, well, she's, so she's got the button. She's got the trigger button, right? But she's also hanging out on some scaffolding with those Bombay doors wide open. So apparently space is not a thing. Yeah. There's no, there's no vacuum in the cold vacuum of space. It's just kind of chilly. And apparently, yeah, it's just a straight, it's just straight up gravity. Those bombs that were coming out of those bombers didn't look like they were, uh, oh. like they weren't propelled by anything. Weren't they just dropped? Well, see, okay. I mean, I'm sure though. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's an explanation for it, which I find myself They're thinking magnetic. a couple times. Ooh. Like I'm sure this is explained in the novelization or something like that. But you know what? I shouldn't have to read your book to understand your movie. Exactly. Show don't tell. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that the the latches that they were hooked onto kind of flung them down, started that motion. Right. I love it. It's that's all automated. Enough. That's good enough for me. All right. Great. Uh, solve that problem. You're welcome, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Episode 8. <laughs> um, yeah, great. Just excellent scene. A lot of tension. They get through. They destroy the Dreadnought. Everybody's pumped. Except Poe busted. Oh, yeah. Demoted, no less. Demoted from commander to captain for his hubris in uh-huh. combat. Not unlike his prequel movie, he's gone rogue. That's he's, what he he's a rogue one. He's... Nice. Um, yeah, did it. Um, I did do it. That's that is fact. That's on tape. How do we how do we feel about Poe in this movie? He gets a little bit more screen time. Gets some. He's all about zingers. This guy, right? I feel like he fit really well in the new format of Star Wars zingers, which apparently we're going for here (laughs) in Episode Eight. (laughs) A very light and frothy, yeah, middle of the trilogy. Loving it. Like he's just (laughs) like I'm a freaking hot shot. I even got uh, the wonderful magic gem of Laura Dern calling me Flyboy. Oh, that's right. Laura Dern's in this movie, by the way. Yes. Looking like she came directly from Capital City in The Hunger Games. Yeah. Um, Admiral she, Purple Hair. <laughs> yep. Uh, she is great, though. Uh, I like her. I, I'm confused as to her purpose, though, a little bit, in that she kind of takes the role that... Isn't that Carrie Fisher's role? To I mean, if you wanted to retrofit things mm-hmm. in a way considering the current circumstances of Carrie Fisher having passed away like yeah why doesn't she pilot that ship via light speed right through that that mm-hmm. uh, the, the main ship the Snoke ship why why would you not have her do that why, Unless, why mm-hmm. does well okay what was her situation? How much filming was she basically done with this? They said that she was done, but they're, they're always going to say that. Yeah, you know? like because they, this is my theory. Red, you want to get into Star Wars conspiracy? <laughs> yeah, that's why we're here. All that stuff was going to be, uh, was going to be Carrie Fisher. Was going to be oh, Leia. Okay, but that stuff in the middle was like some of the last stuff to be shot, and they were going to do. 
that stuff with her, but they couldn't, so they were like, all right, we'll bring in Laura Dern. We'll retrofit Laura Dern into it. Yeah. So now she does all the stuff that Carrie Fisher was going to do, and then she's also out. Well, I guess my, my question then is, why? what is Laura Dern's original... Because they have scenes together, like powerful scenes together. Yeah, you're what right. was her that original function, fit. you know? like That doesn't work. Unless they were going to pass the torch on to Laura Dern from, from yeah. Carrie Fisher. This which, is what you get when I've just seen the movie, people. Right. I'm throwing out well, but, theories. But I, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm just wondering. I'm just curious because... And not that it's odd that there should be two powerful women in, in the universe. I love it. I love the... Uh, the full-on matriarchy we've got rocking right it's now in, this, in the trilogy. It's great. But why? Why? Yeah, why do we bring... I mean, I guess just for the probably gratuity, the same reason we brought in Benicio Del Toro? Like, is it oh, just man. like, oh, let's bring in some famous people? Has Benicio Del Toro ever done a straight performance? Never. And in this particular film, he did something maybe he has never done, where he just played Finster from The Usual Suspects as a dude who is a space grifter. <laughs> Think if, about it. If Finster hadn't hadn't been whacked in Usual Suspects, and had grown up a little bit, mm-hmm. and had made his way across the galaxy, this is this character. His name is yeah. DJ, I believe? Yep. There's similarities in the dialect, and I think it is DJ. Yeah. Has that ever said that? There are a lot of things. And I, I mean, listen, I, I liked this movie. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked it, especially the second time. Once the once the pressure was off and I knew what I was in for and could kind of like kick back, take it in, take in some of the nuances, like, like look at it, enjoy it in a, in a cinematic kind of way. Like in a. Yeah. I mean, there's some beautiful shots in this Scores. film, but there are beautiful shots in the, in the prequels, too. And that doesn't make those movies any better. So kind of beside the point but it's a, it is a part of it I'm, there are a lot of moments plot wise where it's basically they they put it together really quickly and then they're just saying it out loud and then we move to the next set piece kind of yes um, as far as like the uh, how they got tracked through hyperspace for example well they've brought you know they do have trackers right yeah but they can't do it through hyperspace well it's new Okay, well then, it obviously works like all the other tracking devices, which means all we have to do is do this, 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 and this, and then we can get to here. And that seems like a lot of leaps, a lot of space leaps to take. Yeah. Uh, frequently. And there are other examples of that, too, uh, where it's just sort of explained, well, here's, here's what's happening next. Sewer, and it's just like, look at the sewer, and then it's like, man, that's smelly. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Keep it rolling, dude. Right. Um, and the movie definitely it is fast paced, and I'm saying I'm going to call that a positive. Oh yeah, it needs to be at two and a half hours or whatever it is. I mean, this is the longest of all the all the pictures so far, um, and there's just a lot. There's so much stuff in it. I can't I, I can't believe how much stuff there is. So, I mean, so do you want to run through like? the plot components or whatever like is that what we should do for these people give them the rundown yeah let's let's do it for our own just to organize our own thoughts i guess like always a great idea if you want to start somewhere start at the beginning so we open with a bunch of trailers ah kidding of course Mm -hmm. so we open with uh avengers though yo check it out all right (laughs) jurassic park 2 not so much don't need to check it out but look at those pictures they look nice volcano t-rex that's all i'm gonna say uh, so we open with the I'm gonna, I'm gonna I keep wanting to call them the Empire, but the New Order approaching Rebel mm-hmm. Base. The Rebels are trying to escape because they somehow know that the bad guys are approaching. It's First Order, right? First oh yeah, order. yeah. 
Right, first order. Uh, so, okay, so the first order shows up. Why they didn't just show up out of light speed like they usually do, I have no idea. How they got wind of the uh, first order showing up, I have no idea. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So we're, we got to take out this one big ship, and meanwhile, Leia's got to get everybody way the fuck out of there. Yeah, um, that's the move. I will say, I mean, I think, I think Carrie Fisher does a great job. I think performance is great yeah i think she's uh she she does what she's there to do um and it's too bad not a that, whole lot of lines yeah not so much she spends a a lion's share of the middle of the movie just kind of napping yeah like sort of in a coma yeah yeah, yeah. coma naps um wakes up real quick though and just tags poe for getting out of line again <laughs> get back in the line fly boy yeah i love it you're hearing this a lot baby han um <laughs> he's baby han that's what he is we get that man know. a vest right get yep. him a little vest exactly <laughs> she sees a little of the old man in him mm-hmm. um so anyway so they they make their escape obviously and then they head into hyperspace yep are tracked through hyperspace uh we get to spend a lot of time at this so at this point general hux the oh. uh i can't remember uh, Donald Gleason, I think yeah. is his name. Okay, Hux. He's uh, he's doing his thing. He's shouting. I gotta say that the first sort of uh, warning signs came up for me during that exchange, the opening exchange with the uh, yeah. I'm just uh, waiting to call uh, General Hux on the phone or whatever. Just just waiting for that guy. It's sort of like, yeah, it's yeah. a little sticky. Yeah, we're opening with just a flat out prank call. <laughs> That's what's going on. With some out. Jerky Boys material, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Shout out to Jerky Boys. Yeah, they don't get many these days, but we'll, we'll throw them a bone. Could have gone Cranky Anchors. Nope. Go H- the Huck's got his Cranky Yanked <laughs> by Poe Dameron. So he, he fails in his mission to capture everybody and end the rebellion mm-hmm. or the resistance, whatever. I mean, they're all the same. Yeah. Uh, so he gets called in to see Daddy. Supreme Leader Snoke. Give me your Snoke thoughts. Uh... How do we meet? Uh, so he shows up in hologram form. He's a big old head, right? Yeah, that was pretty sweet. That was I like that. Uh-huh. He looks real gross. But then we're taken into his throne room, which is uh, stunning to look at. Pretty I don't know. swanky. I, I loved. It. I love the red background. He's up on a cool, like slightly conical uh, throne stand. Yeah, like a <laughs> like a, a dais or whatever. Yeah, He's on a dais. Perfect. Yeah. But it's all ramps too. So how's he? How's he getting up there? He's flying around. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I'm I mean, assuming he flies. He's hanging out. He's wearing big gold robes, and he's flanked by his Praetorian guards, who are not unlike the Emperor's red guards, who always look kick-ass. Right? Like growing up, you're like the Imperial guards. Those yeah. guys must what be guys killing do? machines. Never get to find out. No, because you think to yourself, if they are protecting the likes of, say, a Palpatine or Snow, right. I mean, like these guys got to be good. Yeah. Because these guys, the people they're protecting are practically invincible. And how bad, I mean, it, it makes it makes Snoke and Palpatine seem extra evil because there are clearly so many people out to get them. They're so bad that he needs that his bodyguard yeah. cadre, you know? I need to have these guys. And then, you know, of course they blew that in the prequels too because they did have those, the, the red dudes in Revenge of the Sith... Mm-hmm. And Yoda shows up, and he just sort of, like, brushes him off with the wave of the hand. Yeah. And it's really lackluster. It's really disappointing, because you always thought they were killing machines. Yeah, um, what can these dudes do? Right. And we find out in this movie what those these guys can do anyway. 
but yeah. Uh, but first, okay. So Snoke, what's sweet. what do you think of Snoke? What uh, Snoke? Let, let me let's go back to the trench run. Oh yeah. Who is Supreme Leader Snoke? I'll tell you what he is. He's now two Supreme Leader Snoke. <laughs> That's what he is. Yeah. He got Jedi bisected. Cleaved. In Cleaved twain. in twain. Yeah, he was. Cleaved in twain by uh, the force mind abilities of a young Kylo Ren. I was really surprised. Which and and again, I guess this is all and coming from the second viewing again I can say this with, with more accuracy but like part of the first viewing for me is like breaking down all those barriers of things that I wanted to happen yes and then dealing with what actually happened and so this actually you know so you would think that well obviously we're leading up to not unlike the first trilogy you get to the big finale you're gonna it's gonna be Snoke and and Ray and uh, and Kylo at the end, right? Yeah. Like that's going to be your whole big finale. Why wouldn't it be? That's what it comes down. Well, to. we got that finale in this movie, and yeah. not even at the end of this movie. It was a real uh, a red wedding type of thing where they just yeah. threw it right in the middle and and spun you. So what do you think? Because he turned on the supreme leader very quickly. I thought, but that's because that turned out that was the red herring. He just wanted that power. Because it seemed, you're thinking, like, now him and Ray are going to be a team, and they're going to, you know, uh, they are going to be the new force of good. Right. Uh, no, he thinks everything is terrible. Now, he's gone, like, full nihilist, and he's like, I just, we, you and me should just rule. And where does that come from, like... What do you think his motivation is for, to go full evil like that? Because there seemed to have been... Because a, they left out... Because there's a very there's a very key piece of information that is left out of the movie, which, again, could have been solved by another trilogy where we find out about Luke's Academy. <laughs> we'll get to that. Episode one, check it out. I mentioned it. Yeah. Anyway, what, it's like multiple times people mention, but Snowed it all already. He'd already turned him. And you hear this, like, how, though? Like, what? You know, they, like, they, like, I looked into his heart, and I could see he'd already been turned. What did he do? What's their story? How did they really? Well, right. And if, and what is, what is Snoke doing? What good is he if he's like, oh, don't, don't you die? I can see inside his thoughts. I can read his, every, his very mind, and I know what he's going to do. And then he does the opposite. I was like, well, you're not seeing anything, then. Yeah. Like, what? So does that make Kylo Ren more powerful? Or are you just more shitty? Or how does this work? I would love to know. Do you think we'll ever get an explanation of who that guy was? Because he's gone now. I mean, he's he's not coming back. Yeah. He's apparently just some ancient evil. <laughs> I mean, that's... In yeah. need of some dental work. Yeah. His face is partially caved in. Looks like he was hit by a fucking asteroid. Yep. And, uh... Kind of two-facey, a little bit. Yeah, a little two-facey. Christopher Nolan, age two-face. Right, <laughs> certainly not Tommy Lee. Um, but I, I wonder what what's the story there. And again, like if I if I got to read a book to find out, like I'm going to read it. Of course, I'm sure they'll, they'll put out Snoke the novel or whatever. Yeah. And I'll check it out. But I would rather just have it be a part of the make the have the movie make sense. You know, yeah. for the purposes of of Wookie of the Year. Only the movie mythology really yeah, 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 exists. Yeah. We don't need to cloud this with like, literature yeah. about no. No. No, the movies are plenty. This is the what is the world being presented in the Star Wars universe. I would just like an explanation because they uh Yeah, because what did happen? What did do we what do we know? Try to kill him? 
or not. We still don't really know. We just assume he didn't because Luke ended up being good at the end. But it's like, what does that mean? <laughs> we don't know. Like, who's so... Did he try to kill him? Maybe? Yeah, and, and Luke's not given much opportunity to expound on that at all. So I wonder... No, he's just kind of like... No, 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 no. I didn't try to kill him. I just went, I went into his tent late. <laughs> I stared at him. I drew my lightsaber, and he woke up and retaliated like I was trying to kill him. All it was doing was standing over him while he slept with this laser sword. With the most deadly weapon in the galaxy. Right, that I'm very skilled at. Yeah. Yeah. Why would he be paranoid about that? With a look on my face that said, I gotta kill this kid. Yeah, let's go back to our Is Luke Evil conversation. Uh, I mean, we were talking about it. There's a moment where you think he might go there when Mm -hmm. you can see his, uh, his lightsaber reflected in his big old dark side eyes that he's yep. got and it seems like he might take that step but he's got to live in shame with it as he admits and when we were in that part of the plot i was looking over at you a lot because i was like oh dude he's never gonna let me live it down if he predicted the evil oh. <laughs> he's gonna be so i'm glad he didn't him. i'm glad he didn't me too yes snoke is always gonna be an issue until it's explained like where'd this guy come from because yeah you know because he was apparently in Luke and Kylo's life when Kylo was still training with Luke. And he's, know that. He's trained enough in the dark side to do pretty much what the Emperor always did. So how does the Emperor not pick up on that? That there's another guy just kind of like him but a little bit taller. Yeah. Who's got the same game plan. What was he doing during the Imperial Age? What Great question. Where, where did he come from? What is that guy? We might find out. I still. feel like it would it's still got to play into what we know somehow. It can't just be a random guy. Like, it's... Yeah. And yet, he doesn't seem like... You know, okay, so... I'm, I'm watching it today, and I'm like, yeah, that Mace Windu rumor, that's not right at all. This guy doesn't sound anything like Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> um, that doesn't make any sense. He's too tall to be Anakin Skywalker. That does, also doesn't make any sense because he's talking about himself in the third person. Yeah. Um, Which he would do if he was trying to deceive you. But Yeah, he would. And also, he's pretty into being Darth Vader, too. I think Vader would like talking about Vader. Um, not- oh, wow. That is a good point. He br- They bring up a lot how the whole, like, will you be the next Vader yeah, they do. Yeah. That is also hammered home. This movie hammers points home. I now, see, I could, I could use more of that. I could use more Vader talk always because he's the, the specter who looms over everything that happens from here on out. Like he's the he's the biggest of he's all the, the big bads. He's the most bads. important character in all the trilogy. Right. All of them. He is the most important. Which is interesting because all right. So the original three movies come out. It's clearly Luke Skywalker's movie, and then at a certain point. George Lucas decided, oh, yeah, well, it is, but it isn't. And actually, this is really all about Darth Vader, and that's just how it is now. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I mean, because Vader's great. But then you turned him into uh, an eight-year-old. Yeah. And, and, that kid uh, can drive a speeder, though, am I right? That was pod racing, yeah. 
Woo! Yep, and and he built C three PO. So fuck all of you. Yeah, you guys can all fuck <laughs> off. This kid's midi chlorians are off. Midi chlorians, not no zero midi chlorian talk in any of these newer films. Gra- I love it. That, that never and, happened. Correct me if I'm wrong. There's no talk of him in the original three either. No, yeah. no, that was all prequel. That's all prequel. Which leads me to my eventual point, which is they just need to remake the prequels. Why would you not do that? We need to do that Darth Vader story again, but better. Okay. Uh, it's just I'm throw it out there. Disney, give me a call. I disagree strongly. You don't want to see it from a, a like it just erase all that you know of no, the prequels. I don't want to see like Zach Efron's Luke. No. <laughs> so you're thinking in, in practical terms. Yeah. Well, no. Okay, so you get you get a bunch of no names or whatever, or you CG it. Like they, everything looks pretty good these days. I love CG. The effects, <laughs> the effects look I love pretty CG hot and stuff. <laughs> okay, so Snoke is a mystery. Um, but he he's gonna throw his weight around in the beginning of this movie. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, Finn Finn shows up. He wakes up from his coma. I'd kind of forgotten that we left him in a coma, but it, it makes sense. Yeah. He gets out in his sweet leaky water suit, right? Leaky Which suit. again, some shenanigans. Always shenanigans. A lot dude. of um. Oh, in the uh, the scene in where, where BB 8s trying to like plug the electricity leaks. Yeah, that's in- how electricity works, Justin. <laughs> when you it plug wor- one. <laughs> And now it starts to shock down here. It's just like, you know, the Dutch boy and the, the That's dam. exactly what Curly did in the Three Stooges picture, A Plumbing We Will Go, except that's how water actually works. I don't, yeah. it, was, it was confusing. Just a little, again, fun. some shtick. Yeah, a little bit of a shtick. shtick. Yeah. By the way, apparently we learned that BB-8 is the most badass droid ever built. He can do pretty much anything that you need him to do. Absolutely kills it. He's... He, is able to accept coins, which he then <laughs> weaponizes later. Right. You can put things inside of him, and he'll repurpose them. It's absurd. His head is uh, his dome head is magnetic. We've learned that as well, but it's also attached to some kind of stick that shoots out too, because he does do that at, at some point to plug the leaks, the electricity yep. leaks. So go figure. But these are all engineering marvels. Obviously, they got spaceships. Why would they not yeah. be able to do that? That just makes sense. It's a cool little soccer ball. So Finn goes to... He immediately just goes to... Makes a run for it, because that's what Finn does. Uh, he's he's just taking off. Wherever you find him, he's leaving that I'm place. I'm out. Yeah, he's got to go. He's got to find Ray. And I can respect that. Yeah, he's got to go find his lady friend, right? Mm-hmm. So... That's fine, but it doesn't it doesn't look great. The optics of him fucking off anytime anybody asks anything of him uh, are not so great. So he no, gets caught. We meet a new character, Rose, who uh, who's lost her sister in the bombing of the dreadnought. Well, her sister is the one who she's the hero of the bombing of the dreadnought. The, yeah, yeah, she is the yeah the hero who is able to essentially manually drop the bombs on the dreadnought yeah because she has the other half of the yin yang that's right the something smelt yeah Yeah. um that's how we know they have a connection which i mean does that go back to rogue one and like the the jedda temple and all that stuff is there any reference there i didn't i'm not probably on that stuff but i'm sure it means something i mean they kept showing it as if it means something to Mm -hmm. us so i'm gonna assume (laughs) that it does it matters yeah uh, right so, By the way, this will be a good time, I feel, to just throw out to any of you hardcore Star Wars fans right now. <laughs> if that's what you tuned in for here, you tuned into the wrong place. Oh, yeah. We're going to be fucking with this thing. Yeah. We're- this is not like, I mean, 
We know enough. We, we know, know as enough. much as we need to know, we and that's it. all you need to know. Yeah. All right. But this but is... please stay tuned <laughs> and write me with every mistake that I made. I would love to hear all of it. <laughs> write to James's mistakes at info at thesauropod dot com. James's mistakes. Care of my <laughs> mother. <God. laughs> oh man. Um, so we meet Rose. How do, how do you feel about Rose? Now that she's been added, she's a part of the main cast now. Like she, She's cool. Is it fair to call her plucky? <laughs> I'm not even 100% sure what that means. Yeah, she's pretty plucky. Plucky. She's, um... She's a, she's a sort of engineering class rebel. She's She's got the technical know-how. Yep. Um... May, apparently maintains the, uh... Escape pods. On some level. Yeah, she's working behind the pipes, as she says, which is yeah. a nice little description. I like that. Um, but so she she is in awe of Finn and and the... He's the a rebellion celebrity. He really is. He's a, he's a rebel celeb. And... A reb celeb? Reb celeb. There it is. <laughs> I knew we'd get there. Um, but she catches him trying to escape, and then uh, eventually he kind of manipulates her into helping him mm-hmm. do what he needs... And so we go, uh, but this all is is what's happening right before we set up the main plot of the movie, which is they're being tracked through hyperspace. It's been mentioned like nine times already, yeah. but that's what's happened. And so they leave uh, fast travel, and then the Empire slash First Order come right up behind them, and uh, now it's a waiting game because. They've only got so much fuel, but they can stay out of range, but they're gonna still in pursuit, so now that we've got X amount of hours. Nice tension-building device. Right, right. You always got a clock to be watching. Yeah. So this makes sense. They come up with this crazy idea, mm-hmm. as we mentioned, about the tracking device and put together a plan really quickly, touch base with Lupita Nyong'o's character, uh, Maz Kanata. Yeah, we, just a we, sweet... Uh, cameo, I guess, if you can call it a cameo by a, you know, computer-generated character. Yeah, which I guess it is. I mean, she shows up. She could, she couldn't even be bothered to show up in in real computer form. She she shows up via hologram. Yeah. So, um, but she's and she's also wearing. Did you not the Rocketeer's jetpack? Yes. Is that like it's pretty exact too, right? It's not just like oh yeah, standard issue jetpack. It's like that's the one the fucking Rocketeer homage wears. to the Rocketeer oh, Sirius X three or whatever I it's called. Paying attention to I'm that. I love that time. you know the number on it. The I believe we can check. I've got the novelization number. up there. We can check it out later. Oh my oh. god, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my top twenty movies of all time. I was wondering if you were going to say it's one of my top twenty favorite novelizations <laughs> of all time. I was going to say what? <laughs> can we go back and talk about Rose? <laughs> Sweet Rose. Yeah, let's do it. Rose, to me, is the star of this episode, of episode eight, Last Jedi. She is my favorite character. Okay. Her story is cool because she is, she's like a true rebel, dude. Like you said, she works behind the pipes. She hates the people on the gambling planet, you know? She's like, like, she's she's a believer. Yeah, she's a believer and she's like the, you know... The people will rise. Yeah, we really haven't seen, except for Rogue One, up until Rogue One, we hadn't seen a whole lot of that because if you look at the rest of the the characters who get involved in the rebellion that we follow, anyway, like Han Solo doesn't give a shit about anybody or anything, as stated, but he gets involved, you know, he he gets pulled in, right? Yes. For, for a, at least a little bit. But he doesn't. He kind of doesn't want to be there. He's just hanging out. Luke's on his own special Jedi path. Mm-hmm. Like he's got, he's on to bigger and better things, and he knows it. So really, it's just Leia uh, 
talking very seriously about all this stuff up until recently. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's nice to have that that glimpse of what the people are. You know, this idea of the yeah. belief of what they're fighting for and everything. The people who are dying. Yeah, the, losing people. Right. Yeah, right. for the fight. The ones who actually, yeah, the ones who actually count and don't just stand around and not think. hanging out in our officers' quarters <laughs> with our starched collars. <laughs> oh man, um, complex thing, rebellion. Yeah, many sides. Um, so many. Okay, so we've got the pursuit. We've got okay. So meanwhile, let's go over to Ray's story. Right? Tell, tell me what what Ray's up to. Ray is uh, attempting to uh, wrangle the ego and personage of uh, Prankster Luke on the <laughs> island planet. Yeah, she's very earnest about it. Yep. She wants him. She believes that he is the key to the uh, rebels turning things around. Yep. Because they need the Jedi mojo. That spark. You gotta light the yes. fuse somehow, right? They need it. And really, I, I'm I'm down with that. That makes sense to me. If I were in their shoes, I'd think the exact same thing. Like, yeah, hey, why would somebody you get me Luke Skywalker, General Skywalker? Right? Yeah, he fucking know? killed Darth Vader. Yeah, come on, come on, come on. Well, did he though, or did, was? Yeah, I mean, he essentially did. He more or less did, or he chose not to, but he did. But I mean, he as good as did. Let's just say he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, he bested him. He did. There you go. So, okay, so we've got Luke is hanging out on his island, yep. uh, which is covered with porks, which are the little, these new bird creatures, new big doll-eyed, cute, adorable little birds, right? Yep. Bird mammal but they creatures. Have, like, yeah, but they have, like, the nose and mouth of a mammal. Yeah. Like, bird body. Take the most adorable parts of a bird. Mix them up with the most adorable parts of any mammal. Yeah, like a little hamster. Right, and then show me that creature. We'll put it in our movie. We're going to put it everywhere. And we will merchandise it. Oh, yeah. You got to have... Did you get your porg yet? I've got like five or six porgs. Dude, I have a... uh, A lot of people don't know this. Uh, They're actually called a pagango of porgs. Oh, wow. uh, Yeah. Okay. And uh, let me tell you, I got two pagangos. Really? You got two of them? Yep. That's pretty rare. That's over 27... Boards. I got, so you're investing. You're heavily invested in this. Yeah, it's like some people are thinking it's the time for cryptocurrency. <laughs> right. Some people do Bitcoin. Dumb. Some people do porgs. Yeah, exactly. Some people do penangos and porgs. I've got the. I invested in the uh, Princess Diana Memorial Porg, and I've kept the tag on. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Watching those prices online, baby. On the internet, that's not free that anymore. Good. Um, so we got porgs. Porgs end up hanging out. That we keep cutting to porgs for reaction shots and things like that. And this is where I was reminded of another source subject, which is Crystal Skull and oh, the uh, yes. the groundhog popping up, the animated groundhog popping up at the very beginning of the movie. Where I'm like, what the fuck is this? Where's my <laughs> Indiana Jones movie? What is this? I don't need it. And yet the guys that were sitting next to uh, yesterday, they were laughing every time they saw a porg. They were loving it. So I guess it's for them, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's cool. Is it cool? I don't know. We're Everything... the tastemakers. Can we decide whether or not it's cool? I mean, Oh, I'll... it's not cool. Just like, <laughs> why, it's like, whatever. Why does everything have to be like, what happened to those crystal foxes? Not well, because mer- you got to have something yeah. to put on the box, right? That When you I sell know. it. The uh, yeah, so we got some foxes that are made of crystals. Exactly what it sounds like. Yep. Um, I wonder if they have an actual species crystal name. Crystal foxes. The Ooh. crystal fox. 
Not to be confused with Star Fox. No. Very different realms. But it's the same arena, though. They're all out in space. Um, Would you like to start an indie pop band with me called Crystal Fox? Crystal Fox. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, I would. I think, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, that's done. I'm I'm, I'm on board with that. Done. If you want to hear more about Justin and I's indie pop band... (laughs) Check us out over on Rock Block. Yeah, we'll be talking about it. Um, Extended Sauropod Network. Absolutely. Rock Block with Rock Finn Block with Finn Risley. Finn two D two. Finn. Yeah. Finn was going to join us for this excursion, but he got into work, as as will happen. So we're struggling artists, people. Right. We got to do it. So if you want to send us some money, send it to info at thesauropod.com. Mm, we do, on in this case we are into Bitcoin. Yeah, you, yeah, we yeah, could take we that. We accept Bitcoin. Or Porks, however yeah, or you want to do it. Yeah, if you could do Bitcoin right now, that would be appreciated. Yeah. Okay, so also on the island, I, I totally forgot about this until that door gets kicked open, but fucking Chewbacca the Wookiee, right? We talked about him. Is he mourning? Is he filled with rage? Has he just totally gone off the handle? And what's your take? Apparently, it's that he becomes a vegetarian. That's his storyline in this movie. He makes he makes yeah. friends with the porgs. He makes friends with the porgs. He's about to eat a couple. Keep that in mind. He does. Chewbacca does murder at least two porgs in this. We movie. see we see their corpses yep. roasting over an open fire, yeah. and he has them about to bite down into their delicious, I feel, delicious. I feel bad because they do look good, right? They're yeah. nice and plump. Fatty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those juices are going to, yeah. It is interesting, though, because be nice. that island, there's not a lot of, there's not a whole lot to eat, right? Although, I no. guess we see, I mean, he's he's milking the, he's, he's milking the space cow. The sea creature. Right, yeah. The sea, the briny, milky cow. Yeah. And uh, we see him go fishing, and he gets himself a nice swordfish <laughs> uh, with his Jedi powers. And but there's you know between between Luke the Jedi raised there now all the porgs you got a Wookiee on there and you've got uh, another you got the you got the uh, the salty briny space cows and then you've got the the care oh the caretakers takers, yeah I mean that's a lot of uh, protein that's needed to keep up that sort of ecosystem on an island that size is all I would say yeah I won't just wonder if the, uh, is it all veggie fish you know because plant-wise you're not looking at a whole lot either i mean it's mostly rocks yeah there's a lot of yeah it's diverse wildlife for such a small area we also see that giant sea creature swimming in the ocean oh yeah that's right in the background behind ray love that by the way that's a nice touch i like that nice touch but at the same time like way to tease like i mean i'm waiting for this thing to show up oh i was worried that you thought it was like another dewback scenario where it's like yeah did i need it Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I need a water do-back. Don't do-back me. (laughs) Don't do-back me into a corner. Oh, (laughs) you just did it. I Um, did it, and I'm I'm proud of it. So, Ray waits outside Luke's house in the traditional manner we're all used to, where, you know, I'm I'm not going anywhere until you pay attention to me. And eventually his respect is earned. Right, and he, he does it, and he agrees to train her give her a few lessons a handful of lessons uh here's a question for you so lesson one is here's what the force is yep reach out with your feelings and check it out which was a beautiful th- scene i thought that whole thing of her seeing the island and then the the cold water and you know, all that stuff i thought that was nicely done as far as explaining what the force is kind of like it's a yeah. beautiful montage right um lesson two is that 
what's lesson two? It's something about like the Jedi Order were too powerful and you don't need it or something like that because yeah. the Emperor still rose regardless. It was foolish. I thought the, th- thought the second one was foolish to believe that it, that power isn't everyone. Right. The power belongs to everyone. It's yeah. not just the Jedi. What's lesson three though? Does he get to it, or does he just bail out because he gets scared of her connection to the dark side? I'm wondering. Yeah, he is pretty freaked out by her. Uh, she's just kind of stumbling That's around. Bad that I can't remember that, but I can't. I can't. I can't remember. Well, I've seen it twice now, and I. That's a question I was left with yesterday, and you don't need. To I'm know. left with it now. I'm sure they got it out there. They they. <laughs> we're bitching about them hammering home points. I don't need him to say lesson number three. It's, yeah, it's this. <laughs> but. The third lesson is. So we also run into on this island. We run into the old Jedi tree, the old Force tree. Yep. Which which holds all of the ancient Jedi texts that it, that Luke has been able to find. Uh huh. And he keeps them there. But Luke's bumming on the Jedi scene. Let's. I mean, we kind of touched on this before, but he's he's over it. He's had enough. He's ready for a second act. So tell me, why is Luke so sad about this? Uh. What happened? Because he was really into being a Jedi when we last left him. He blew it with Kylo Ren, man. He's got himself a Jedi Academy. Supposed to be the star pupil at the training temple. Skywalker blood. Skywalker blood. Also, let's, you know, of course, remember that it is his nephew and his very close friends. Uncle Luke. Son. Right. Right. And uh, he failed. Maybe, arguably, tried to murder him. We don't know. We still don't know. I maintain that. We don't know if Luke tried to kill him. Oh, there are, there are some things that are left open. I, th- open. I think. I think. And I, I agree. That's one of them. We need to... We know there's more to that story because we saw glimpses of Kylo Ren's evil buddies, the Knights of Ren we've heard about, right? Mm-hmm. They've been mentioned. Yep. We still haven't seen them yet, though. Mm-mm. So there, there has to be more to that story. And again, I'm going to stand by my original mm-hmm. thought that they are brother-sister. And it went down where he just couldn't, he just mind-wiped wiped her or whatever. Because he's he's playing it all real close to the vest, right? Like... He's, he's saying one thing and he's doing another thing frequently. Yeah. Like, this is how he rolls Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. So, he's, I mean, well, he's, he's a bad guy. He's deceptive. That's, you're going to get that. You think he mind-wiped her? Kylo Ren mind-wiped Rey? I think he knows that they are brother and sister. See, yeah. I don't. Well, he seemed equally as intrigued by her. I think you're going to end up being right that they are brother and sister. I think it's but. a fake out. I think because well because he told her like oh I've seen your parents mm-hmm. and they're nobodies you know they're alcoholics and yeah they but sold supreme you. leader tells him you know how I'm the one who linked your minds. So you think he maybe planted that? So you, mm. I think he I think he just straight up knows because. The first in the Force Awakens, he's much more curious about like what girl and all that. Like I think he uh, figures it out then. Yeah, but he doesn't want her to know that. Oh yeah, by the way, you're also a Skywalker and a yeah. Like we don't we don't need to empower you, lady, with that knowledge. You know, it's gonna it's gonna form my plans. She's also apparently plans. the fastest learning Skywalker ever. She's pretty good. She's right? pretty badass right out of the gate. Oh man, she's cutting rocks apart and shit yeah. like that. Like it's it's a hot scene. Um. Yeah, she's killing it. Yeah, she's great. She's good. She's a yeah. great Jedi. Daisy Ridley, let's just... Uh, all the leads, right? Great. 
great performances, good actors. I'm excited for all of them. I saw Daisy Ridley in Murder on the Orient Express with Kenneth Branagh and his mustache, and she was lovely there as well. Great. Very talented. Uh, I think she's a good... She's very genuine, I believe, her wanting to learn swordplay from Mark Hamill. You know, she really yeah. sells it. Um, even though he's a little little crusty. Let me ask you this. Okay. When she's there on the island with Luke. Yeah. Remember when he does that sweet pole vault move? Yes. And then he somehow also uses it to spear a fish from what I'm going to say is six stories up in the air. It's a long way. Yeah. Long way. So he spears that fish from that high. Right. We cut to he's just carrying the fish. How'd they get that fish up there? He's doing we cut one of to, these. He's carrying the fish he's all doing, the way up. Yeah, all the way up. He's, he's doing a, a hand powers. over hand thing. Oh, force powers. Yeah. Yeah, so let me throw this at you. Why does he even have to stab the fish? Just grab the fish out of the water. Oh. Uh, great point. Done. I don't know. Showing off. <sighs> Man. Maybe this movie isn't good. He's a prankster. <laughs> he is, yeah. Oh, it's all a prank. It's yeah. all a fish-based prank. Yeah. I understand. He's like, ha-ha, gotcha, Ray. So... Working on my comedy now that I'm getting out of the force. <laughs> I, uh, working on my bits. I've got about 25 minutes of material I think is really strong, but I need another 10 before I leave this island and hit the club scene. Uh, which, speaking of, they go to a casino. All right, so Finn and Rose, yes. who are now best friends, they're coupled up together. They're kicking it. And they go to find this code breaker who can break the code to get them through the shield, to get them into the ship that's got the tracking device. They just know it's there. Don't ask any questions it's about there. it. It's there. We all know. So they go to uh, Canto Bite, I think it was called. Something like Canto that. Canto Bite, which is a sort of... Uh, French Riviera planet, I guess. Mm-hmm. Very. Oh, shit. What's it called? Uh, Monte Carlo. It's a Monte Carlo. Oh, planet. yeah. It's a yeah. Monte Carlo. Yeah, it is. And it's filled with. We get a little uh, a sly political commentary because it's all arms dealers there spending their incredible wealth on crazy gambling. Yep. And they were supposed to find this guy. Mascanada's got them hooked up with, like, look for somebody with a red bloom pin or whatever yeah. high roller table which we are hinted at Maz Kanata had a ro- some sort of romantic some kind of romance with. yeah yeah some sort of affair he's doing all the right things he's got all the right moves yeah um, so that happens so they, they roll into there and that's a nice scene that's your that's your cantina scene right your mm-hmm. Jabba's palace your Maz's castle it's uh, it's the Canto Casino and there's a lot of weird species. Everything looks really good. I like seeing the classier side of the galaxy. We're used to sort of a dingy lower level kind of backwoodsy areas. But this is nice to see uh, where the money goes in the galaxy. And all those people look like assholes. Uh, yep, for sure. They do a good job with that. Yep. And so they get themselves into trouble due to a parking violation, which is yes. very true to life. They park on the private beach. <laughs> they did. Uh, always an advisable. Uh, no matter what planet system, apparently, yeah. just no matter don't do what it. your mode of transportation, just ask. Just ask mm-hmm. before you before, before you do it. Before you pull up on their lawn, their space lawn, just give a knock on the door. You know, it's not yeah. a big deal, and it should be cool. Slip them a tenner. But so they get they get uh, busted before they meet this code breaker, and they end up meeting another code breaker. Yep, Benicio del Filippantoro. Right, who has as mentioned, gives it an odd performance, an odd stuttering performance, uh, which is pretty, I mean, and again, I've never seen, I guess Traffic, Steven Soderbergh's Traffic. He plays kind of a normal dude there, but mm-hmm. you even go back to like his early stuff and 
the Timothy Dalton James Bond movie. I can't remember which one it is, but he shows up there as like a henchman, and he's saying things in a really weird way still, and he's a nobody. It's like, who rolls in as a bit part and starts giving odd performances and gets away with it? It's his thing. Benicio Del Toro, right? It has worked well for him. Uh, I like his character. He's kind of cool. and I mean, if you're going to go weird, I, I can appreciate that. And he's a, definitely a weird guy. Yep. Helps them escape the planet after a uh, a horsey, sort of like sheep horses, aren't they? Like, yeah, sheep. I say sheep cat horses almost. Yeah, there's something kind of feline about them. Uh, they're pretty interesting. I like the fact that we're on this planet mostly at night, it seems like. Yeah. That's pretty rare. That's what you want on a Monte Car- on planet Monte Carlo. No desert planet in this movie, right? Well. Well, all right. Well, I <laughs> we'll mean, get there. okay, mm. if you want to talk about mm. it. Uh, salt. <laughs> Later, I'm going to talk to you about a planet that has a lot of salt on it, where the rebel the rebels make their last stand. It's I got believe a it's a mining core. planet. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get into that later. Yeah. So, okay. So they go to the casino. They get the code breaker. They bring him back. And meanwhile, Ray leaves the island. She's like, fuck all this. Oh, no. Oh, Ray goes down to the sea cave, right? There's yes. This weird scene. Okay, so she figures out that her and Adam Driver, uh, Kylo Ren, can talk to each other via the Force in a real mm-hmm. walkie-talkie Force kind of way. Like, they're having actual out loud conversations and kind of seeing each other, too, which is really weird. Uh, we've never really seen the Force do much of that. The Force seems to have no limitations. The Force can do whatever. Yeah. It can float your your dead body through space, back to where it, from whence it came, and mm-hmm. then bring you back to life. And it can also <laughs> have you talk to your maybe maybe brother. Possible sibling. Yeah. Um, from across the far reaches yeah, of space. it's like Slack. It's very efficient and uh, doesn't take up a lot of space in your hard that drive or anything. That was done well, the way they did that. The way that it was like they were just looking off It was implied that the they were... Yeah, one. yeah. I thought that was pretty good. So they're, they're chatting and getting to know one another, which is weird because... Since we still don't know what the actual deal is, is there some sexual tension in there, too? I mean... We don't know. There are some moments where they're looking at each other with their mutual big brown eyes, Mm -hmm. and you think that there might be some electricity there. Yeah, we did get a shirtless... We saw her get flustered by the shirtless uh, Adam Driver. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Who's just hanging out in space with his shirt off, apparently. In his his room. And in a slightly sweat. He's had a glisten on him. Oh, you think he was doing some dark side workout yeah dark side cardio. yeah dude. sweat to the dark side <laughs> uh, i love that somebody make me that poster so they're they're chatting with each other and they're both convinced that they're right about the fact that you're gonna no you're we're gonna meet and you're gonna join me no no no, no. you're gonna join me when we meet and they can't you know, they're both pretty convinced about this. But first, Ray has to go explore the dark side of this island. So she plops herself down in this sort of uh, seaweed-riddled sea cave passageway to this weird uh, sort of Harry Potter-esque mirror room. Yeah, which scares Luke on some level. Well, yeah, so it's like it's their equivalent of the dark side cave on uh, Dagobah when he goes and he yep. he battles Darth and he cuts the face off and it's his own face, right? Beautiful. Uh, this I thought this was pretty cool here because it 
made me feel like that theory of like what time is and how these aren't bodies floating in a river of time. It's just like all of this has happened before, and this is where our consciousness is. You know, when you see her many reflections, the, the lineup of her yeah. and the chain of events and everything. Um, and she wants to find out who her mommy and daddy are. But what happens? Turns out she also just sees her own face. She gave birth to herself. Boom. Maybe she another uh, immaculate conception a la Anakin Skywalker. She's got so many midichlorians, she doesn't come from anywhere. Could be. She just shows up. Boom, and now I'm here. Yeah. Could be. It's not explained. Maybe we'll find out next episode. Doubt it. <laughs> uh, Imagine if the next episode ended and we didn't know who her parents were. <laughs> You're just like, huh? Well, okay, so let me ask you this. Let me let me stop the narrative and ask you this. Because to me, so far, it feels like the timeline of this story that they're, they're unfolding for us. Yes, it feels like one more movie is not going to do it. Do you think there's going to be these same characters in another trilogy? It's got to be four hours. Which is what it would have to be. Like, that's that's what should have happened back in the day. We can all agree now. Like, why did they stop making at three? You know, yeah. other than Harrison Ford was over it, you know. But otherwise, why would you not? They're all young people and could make movies forever. You could have had 25 years of Star Wars movies. Why, yeah. why would you stop? And nowadays, we're smart enough to know, yeah, there's no reason to stop. And if Never people don't stop. like it, just reboot that shit, you know? Keep doing it. People want it. So do you think we're, we'll see these characters like more than just beyond the next movie? Well, either we will, or we'll just see their reboots. I mean, obviously, everything is, everything is a tribute to some other episode normally an original trilogy episode okay so sort of like the way force awakens shuffled all the new hope stuff Mm -hmm. and added in some other elements from the other movies they're just yeah like shuffling that original trilogy around yeah so you're gonna get your big throne room scene but you're gonna get in the second movie rather than the third one Mm -hmm. you're gonna get this happen this happen you're gonna, your Yoda figure is going to die in the second movie rather than the third movie. Yeah, you're going to get a big battle on Hoth in this right. movie. Too. Right. Both in the second movie, but that yeah. one was at the beginning, this one's at the end. This is the very end, and this time, people, don't worry, it is not a snow planet. <laughs> it's, it's salt, as we are informed <laughs> by a rebel trooper. Sergeant Salty. Sergeant Salty, when he tastes... <laughs> The salt on the planet, just so you know, it isn't a ripoff because it's salt, not snow. Even though they fight like basically the just updated <laughs> AT, you know, AT walkers. Uh, and, yeah, there's there's a cliff though. Yeah, and it's, instead of speeders, they're just like on like s- salt skis. Salt ski, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Salt skis. Now let me hit you with this, my friend. Okay. I'm jumping ahead, but I don't care. Yeah, it's it's your show. Kylo Ren, yeah, Luke Skywalker, hologram Luke, are having a lightsaber battle on the Salt Planet. Which we did we get a name of that? I, the uh, Salt Planet, uh, Crates, Crates, yeah, it's yeah. something like that. Okay. It's a C. I know that. Okay, so Crates. I hope that's wrong. Crate, <laughs> uh, and I'm just gonna call it that forever now, and ruin my point. But. Uh, how are these fellas fighting, lightsaber fighting? Because until we knew it was salt, 
it looked like there isn't just snow cover on the ground. It looked like it was snowing. So that means salt's just blowing around in your eye. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You think some goggles were in order, maybe. Yeah, I just think people should be wearing goggles. No one was really wearing goggles. Everybody's just getting salted up. They're kicking up a lot of salt. Yeah, yeah. that entire For some layer. reason, no one's skin is picking up the salt. <laughs> Don't know why. Well, maybe. And I'll tell you why, because they just wanted it to be another battle on Hoth, and they were like, how can we get away with it? Everything looks the same. Ryan Johnson picked two colors, build a scene around that. Well, I like red and I like white. Okay, okay buddy. Well, it's either white ground and red dust, cumin powder, or red ground, uh, salty, salty topside, you know? I'm going to go Your with choice. red ground, salty topside, so whenever there's an explosion, suddenly it's red. I was, uh, yeah, I mean, I love it now. I was confused initially, like when that was all happening, like when the guy takes the first, you know, footstep in front of Sergeant Salty, who has to reach out and say, hmm, it's salt. Uh, I thought he was bleeding. You know, like, I thought it was like a bloody so footstep. I. Like, I thought I was, the exact same I was very thing. confused. Okay. And then even then, when the uh, the Salty Skidoos come out and they're blowing out exhaust or whatever, I, I thought that the red dust that they were kicking up was part of the exhaust. So that was confusing, too. It was like, mm. do, do things just turn red here? Is that... Yeah, what is this that, is? that's what this planet is. Stuff yeah. turns red. Like red, red smoke, and that's... It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But that, having seen it now, the, the entire thing, yes, I can see yeah. it. And it's, a good, it's a good look, I think. So, yeah, it's Hoth, but also it's got red stripes. Yeah, which is cute. Yeah. It's uh, it's dramatic, you know? So because Luke is able to come to that planet... Yeah. And fight... In spiritual form. In spiritual form. That means in the third movie, this is important to me, no one who has the Jedi abilities, so Kylo Ren... Uh, Ray. That may be all that we have right now. Yeah. Uh, who knows? The kid with the broom. Kid with the broom. Yep. Yeah. He might come into play. Right. Uh, no. Ne- neither one of them should be like, oh god, I wish I could find Kylo Ren right now. You can't. You can just project a you there that fights him. And I know people are going to say only Luke can do it because he's the greatest Jedi of all time. But no. No, it's just the next step of the Force. Because apparently Rey is learning to do shit that Luke has never seen done. Yeah. Well, she, and she moved She moved way more rocks. We know that for a fact than, than yeah. Luke ever did. By the way, super dangerous at the end when she decides to just drop those rocks. It's like, maybe <laughs> set them down. I know you're happy to see Finn, but it's like we're got these boulders in the last of the rebellion. There's only There's 40 like of us. Yeah. people left. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and again, light. kicking up more salt into people's yeah. big old yeah, bug people eyes. People are just like, oh, God, I can't see. <laughs> but he's just crying the entire time. Which is um, what would be happening if you were fighting a battle on a salt planet. Just tears. Yeah. yeah. Unless their DNAs react different, differently to salt. In well, different galaxy. space rules, apparently. Because remember, there's no vacuum in space. It's just things floating around. Oh, yeah. It's totally fine. Yeah. It's totally fine. That's all we need to remind ourselves. She's good. Akbar went down though. That Akbar a- went down. Rest in peace, Admiral Akbar. Admiral Akbar. All right, so let's go back to that storyline, I guess, because we've also got Laura Dern too, who shows up uh, as as noted, and she takes over once Leah goes full coma. Uh, Leia goes full coma. Yep. And sort of fills in there, and she's got some plans too. But Poe Dameron's going to question them because what? She's a lady. Mm, he doesn't like that. Yep. So we're 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 taking some progressive steps in a galaxy far, far away here as we learn that hey, even girls can do things too. Interesting. It's nice. I don't need to stick my 
my poe nose into everything, you know, into everybody's business. Maybe it's not my business. It might not be. I think it is, but maybe it's not. He's going to make it his business, though, because he is impetuous. And he's a fly boy. It's true. He's yeah. always got his head up his cockpit, right? Yeah. So he, of course, jumps the gun. Laura Dern, of course, had a master plan the entire time. The entire time. You don't need to know the details of it. Just know that she knows. No, she's got it figured out. Right. And, and she's going to indulge his monologues. Trigger happy. He just wants to go and blow things up, right? That's his thing. Get me to the next wing so I can blow some things up. Blow some stuff up. I don't care what it takes one bomber is gonna make it through <laughs> I like basically led all my friends into a suicide mission right, even if I'm the last person yeah. left <laughs> I didn't really show very much remorse when I got back to the uh, cruiser I was just kinda like I killed it right yeah killed it out there <laughs> everyone died that was with you there's like one other fighter he does not grieve for any of them either like he he yeah. refers to them as heroes, but he doesn't give a shit. He's never seeing them again, yeah. nor are there family members or anything like that. Like, Done. not a lot of time for uh, mourning the mourning the dead in the rebellion. Apparently, yeah. No. Um, are you surprised at all that he was not brought into? I kind of anticipated again my own expectations. Wrong of me to set, maybe, but also inevitable because I I can only take from what I've been given. So you've been thinking about it, Empire. Is a full-on love story, right? They don't really explore that. Mm -hmm. You've got all these, as you put it, the sexy new ones running around together. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them with their shirts off. Yep. And nobody is having a moment. Nobody's giving a back rub or or stealing a kiss or anything like that. Like nope. I, I kind of anticipated more um, of a love triangle, I guess. I kind of thought something might happen too. I because Ray and Finn talk about each other a lot. They're very into each other. Mm hmm And, I mean... But we don't know. Friends can do that, but, like, you know... James, no offense, I'm not talking about you all the time in my day-to-day -day life. That's weird. You should. Oh. <laughs> it's right. great. I'm gr a great conversation piece. <laughs> yeah. Bring me yeah, up. It's true. I, I probably kick, should. That kick. might improve my social life. <laughs> oh, you know James? Yeah. Fascinating, isn't he? Yes. That's all it takes. Yep. And then, boy, that's an hour conversation right there. <laughs> you do. <laughs> you light up a room and a conversation. Oh, <laughs> goodness. Yeah, so, so no one really... It is weird that the characters, in a lot of ways, don't get too mixed up with each other, other than Kylo... Other than Rilo Kylie. Right. <laughs> Other than Kylo. It's clearly and, their favorite band, right? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, and again, going back Colin to the. Ren and Ray. Going back to the OT, right? It's all about, okay, Star Wars is about we bring these characters together. Empire is about we break them up. Round three, get the band back together, right? And win. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense that they would split off, I guess. I wasn't anticipating Rose as a character, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, I, I guess I wasn't thinking they would bring in s some other player into this this game right because so it's a sexy many, game yeah. i think we can all agree on that it's, it's a sexy a game, sexy game. yeah because there was uh, in the in the first film in the first film in, in episode seven in force awakens yeah. you get these three new characters are introduced and ray is really the only one that really gets any development i'm talking about the three the poe yes. finn yeah. ray poe was barely in it in the yeah. first yeah barely in it and it's like they 
aren't really developed. And then now you have this movie where also they're not really developed, except her. What is yeah. Finn, Finn and Poe's deal? We don't know what their deal is. What do they want? They just do want, like, Finn wants to just chase Ray around and Poe wants to blow stuff up. That's what we know. Yeah, that's about it. That's, like, wow. the agenda. You just summarized that yeah. very neatly. There it is. Yeah. That being said, the Ray, the Ray story stuff is so good, though. Like, Ray and Luke, I just want to see that movie. Yeah. Is what it comes down to. Like, I, I'm curious about these Jedi and their laser swords. Yeah. That's what I, all you want to see. The is other stuff is nice. Battles and and X-wing fights. All right, should we nerd out about lightsabers for a minute here? Totally. Okay, so we have the infamous. Or we open with the with a with a soon to be infamous lightsaber gag. Do we not? Yeah. After all these you know these last couple years of build up of her holding out the lightsaber to Luke, this is it. This is Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber. This was your lightsaber. Right now it's mine, but I'm giving it back to you. What does he do with it? Right over the shoulder. Just chucks it right in the, right off the side of the Prankster cliff. Luke. At the time, we are led to believe that lightsaber's gone forever. Defying your for expectations. Right? <laughs> but again, not unlike seeing people, seeing the life leave people's bodies, you need to see, hear the clanking of that thing and the plunk of it into the ocean, mm-hmm. right? Before you, you can assume that, because exactly. it shows up again. Um, so we've got that into play. Um, we see the green lightsaber, Luke's green lightsaber, which is, in my opinion, the coolest of all the lightsabers, right? Because you can never uh, redo as well the scene on Jabba's sail barge where the new lightsaber mm-hmm. emerges from R- R2-D2's little dome and gets shot into Luke's hand, and he lights that fucker up, and it's green, right? Never seen it before. Yeah. Never seen it before. I've been watching these movies for at least five to six hours, and I've never seen a green lightsaber. I'm going green. I want this one, right? So we see that again. It's a personal favorite of mine. I'm glad to see it. Uh, but he's not really carrying it around because when he shows up in hologram dream Luke form, mm-hmm. he's got his old old blue with him, right? Yeah. Which is kind of an old odd blue. choice. Um, that whole scene, I mean, we should just get to it, the, the Luke hologram scene, because it it takes a minute, like... It took it took me a minute to process what was going on because I was like, "Oh, Luke put on the good robes for the the final battle." You know? Yeah, <laughs> wearing my nice stuff. Also, kind of combed in some Grecian formula into the old do right. Mm-hmm. Got himself a yeah. haircut. Got his shit together. Stopped by the intergalactic barber before going yeah. to the final thing. I'm gonna look good if I'm gonna go down. Right, and then you're like, "Well, wait a minute." I mean, he looks. Not Dewey necessarily, but younger. Certainly younger than than old man Luke we've been looking at all movie. No doubt. Sad, sad-eyed Luke. Uh, and also, he's got this blue lightsaber, which we just saw break in half in Snoke's throne room. So, that's odd. Mm-hmm. Um, but then eventually the big reveal, when he is seen meditating on the cliffside, that was pretty sweet. Yeah. I think. I'm down with that. That was a powerful moment. Like, the audience seemed to react to it. It was like, oh, yeah. Now I see. Now this makes sense. Yeah. Like, people started clapping. Yeah, people did start clapping. That was ours. interesting. Yeah, with the big reveal that he was able to t- teleport himself across the galaxy. He was able to bilocate. Yeah, and he does the, the whole thing where he's like, if you strike me down, I will only be Oh, yeah, he's, he's playing greatest hits. And then, and it's weirdly, awesome. they, he strikes him down, and then you find out, oh, cool, he wasn't struck down because he... 
projected himself across the galaxy. Right. Wrong. He dies and disappears <laughs> anyway. Like, you're just like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. It was One like, oh, gives. sweet. Luke's coming back in the third movie. And he'll come back, but as, you know... Uh, from the afterlife. Again, he's almost, uh, if he had survived, he's almost ascended to godlike form again. If yeah. You're, if you're project, if you're bilocating yourself, projecting yourself and having an actual lightsaber duel with somebody. I mean, like, Adam Driver is not just swinging that thing at, at dead air. Like, he's, yeah, he's connecting. Some, yeah. Uh, if you've got that, and also you, he can you know cut you in half which is the new trend in these movies just being cut right right gut side you know yep. like just like old snokey um then and you can survive that you've you've achieved a a higher plane of existence right a la leia who, who did not die of space death as maybe she should have that's right um so those skywalkers crazy you can't hurt them you can, apparently well so he's been struck down. He's been made even more powerful and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious about what what Force Ghost do you think we're going to see? What Luke Force Ghost? Is it going to be middle-aged Luke we saw fighting the hologram battle? Or is it going to be old man Luke with his, uh, his Gandalf hair? I think it will be lightsaber battle when he's more he, he's cleaned sp- up. He's splitting the difference between Gandalf Luke... And yeah. uh, Luke, the, Luke the Gray, Skywalker the Gray, Skywalker the Gray, and and classic uh, Return of the Jedi, all black Luke. Exactly. You know? Yeah. He's, yeah. You know, he looks pretty good, but he doesn't because, like, how good does Mark Hamill really look? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And Mark looks fine. He looks fine, but you know, you know, he's not. He's, he's not heyday Skywalker, right? No, no, not at all. And nobody expects that from him. He's a long way from picking up power converters. Yeah, that's station. for sure. That's that's definite. So he shows up. He battles with Kylo Ren. Um, but before all that happens, before he leaves the island, quote unquote, he uh, he goes to burn down the Jedi tree, right, which holds all the sacred texts, which. We find out later Ray has already stolen from the tree mm-hmm. and dumped into the Millennium Falcon. So my question was, after last night's viewing, so what? Okay, so the Anakin Sky- Skywalker lightsaber is broken. Yes, sir. What happened to that green one? What happened to Luke's old green, the greatest of all the lightsabers, which speculated holds the crystal from Qui-Gon Jinn's lightsaber. Oh, makes sense. His was also green. Mm-hmm. And is also based off the design of Obi-Wan's old lightsaber. So, I mean, you're getting everything there. But then, I noticed when they opened up the drawer in the Millennium Falcon this time, next to those books, you could see a little lightsaber in there. I think old green's in there. Old green. I think she there. might, She's she might take green. up green, right? Oh, perfect. There you go. That can be uh, their Jedi homage. Yeah, yeah, In the yeah, third yeah. one, I the first see time happen. she brings out a lightsaber, it's going to be green. Give, give me Ray and a green lightsaber, please. So here's my question, though. Don't you think when she builds her own lightsaber, she's going to be double-edged like Darth Maul because she fights with that she's staff She's a staff thing? fighter. That's true. Well, okay, so do you think she takes old green with her as is? Or do you think she takes the crystal out of old blue and builds her own? She does have the textbooks now. She probably can figure out how to do that. Yep. Maybe she makes one that is... One, it's one edge green, one edge blue. Whoa! Never seen it before. I mean, they're all about that. Double crystal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit! Versus the Excalibur saber that... Wow. Uh, 
old Kylo old Ren. blue and old green together. Yeah, dude. Fighting the Excalibur lightsaber. That's a hot scene. It's a real hot scene. I want to see that. Go shoot that tomorrow, Disney. You hear me? Disney, we need it. I want to see. I'll give you, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in for five bucks. Five bucks? I'll give you five dollars. I'll give you $205, Disney, if you can put that together for me. I think it's for like the Sauropod. Yeah. You can just send that video straight over to info at <laughs> the com. Uh, Disney. Subject title, uh, Old Blue, Old Green. Yeah. V Excalibur. Yep. I don't know. You figure again. You figure it out. You write your own. Why am I writing emails for you? Yeah. I mean, our job is to critique it after you guys have messed it up. Right. Right. So, Finn and Rose and DJ, aka Benicio del Toro, old Benny. Finster. Which side note? How do you? I was going to mention this the last episode, but it, it didn't come up. This time, I think it needs to come up though. How yeah. do you have a second part of your trilogy? And go to a space casino and not give me Billy D. Williams. That is an excellent question. Just have Justin. him be there. Like, he's the proprietor, maybe. He owns the casino. And you just have him pop up for, like, one scene. He doesn't need to get involved or anything. Because one of the big things you start to notice is that, like, God, we're getting a lot of people in this cast. There are a lot of people involved. Um, As you said, we got a lot of ground to cover in the, in the third film. Yeah. So, why don't you just have Lando come in wearing his Lando cape and be like, you know, hello, what have we here? Welcome to my casino. And and then, you know, high roller table is over here. Just And that's it. And he just walks away. Just have a little cameo. I just want to see him, you know? But could we live with knowing that Lando had fallen in with the war profiteers? That's Lando style, though, isn't that it? Is. He, he does plays both him. sides. That is what he does. But then you have to, I mean, and also, doesn't Lando deserve a chance to mourn? Because he lost his good buddy, the other Flyboy, the original Flyboy. The original Flyboy. Captain Han Solo. I mean, what? let's talk about how not no one is mourning Han Solo enough. You, uh, I mean, he's, he's represented, his physical manifestation is uh, some, some golden uh, space dice, a pair of golden space yeah. dice, uh, which, was that ever referenced before? I mean, it's assumed that, like, oh, yeah, I guess Han Solo would be a type of guy who would have these hanging from his cockpit, right? Yeah, he would get his space dice bronze. I mean, I'll buy into that. I just wish, I mean, maybe there was a shot of it in The Force Awakens or something like Probably. that. Probably. Um, I don't know. We have to watch everything with new eyes now. I know. i got to watch everything again. Yep. Now that I've they got dragged into this They got us right where the they year. want us. They well, do. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, Wookiee of the Year, I mean, I don't know where we go from here because we do have some we have another year to kill before the next movie. But I mean, maybe we need to delve into some of the past canon or something like that. Maybe mm-hmm. we need to do some commentary tracks or something. People seem to like those. I don't know. Yeah. You write us in at info at the uh, Subject matter, what I want from you. Yes, and you tell us. You let us know what minutia needs to be dissected. Yeah, and we're we, here. We we will do that. We we'll will make those fine scalpel cuts for you. So okay, so we've got the we've got the three. We got Rose, Finn, DJ. They make it. They they crack the code. They make it onto the the Super Star Destroyer Captain ship, whatever Snoke mm-hmm. ship, right? And they they uh, they dress up in outfits as you do. They dress up BB-8 as a garbage can who rolls around. Uh, he gets Which busted awesome. by an Imperial BB-8. Yep. Uh, who is a total narc. Narc2D2, we should call him. Ooh, Narc2D2 is good. That guy's a dick. All right, yeah. Trademark us. Wookiee of the Year. Narc2D2. 
but that guy was a dick, right? You can just tell. He's painted black. He's yeah. he's evil, right? He's he's cloaked in the, in the color of the dark side. Yeah, it's like a BB-8 Vader. <laughs> right. Ooh, spinoff? Uh, Those yeah. two just beeping and blooping for like two and a half hours at each other, rolling around, bumping into each other. Well, I just want to say that earlier on episode one, on our before episode, yeah. I cited that I would take BB-8 in any role. And in this film, he proved me right. Yeah. Well, I don't want to assume. I don't want to call BB-8 a he. I'm going to say they. I don't want to assume BB-8's gender. He's certainly not an it, or or they. They are certainly not an it. Yeah. Because there's personality there. Poe. It's almost as though Poe wants to have a romance with BB-8. I mean, he's closer to BB-8 than any of the main characters. Poe was the most happy that BB-8 had (laughs) survived. He was like expecting a passionate kiss when they rolled into each other's lives. Finn, whatever. Yeah. It is odd to me also that I guess Poe and Ray are just meeting at the end of this movie. Mm -hmm. That's kind of bizarre. I guess that is the case. Yeah, wouldn't have been able to meet. But again, don't you think they would plant those seeds earlier in this movie and then let it play out for the, the remainder of the trilogy? Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Big picture. Who cares? The, they're all in love with each other and what they're doing. Um, so I feel like we might not get any love story. So it's such a crucial part of the the the, the hero's journey, though, right? Yeah, I mean, you gotta find, you gotta find someone worth fighting for. Exactly. Yeah, but this is very, this is very, this is like Tinder Star Wars. <laughs> my work is way more important than my heart. Right. You know, just uh, I work a lot in the rebellion. Don't mm-hmm. have time to go out and meet people. So this is what I'm. I'm on the old holonet. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so so they anyway. So they go and they go to crack the code. And they they break in and they do they destroy the tracking device or did they not even get that far the tracking device they don't get that far because remember she has to sacrifice herself laura dern does and lightspeed ram that's right yeah okay so and there's a whole episode there in which there's another one of those sort of uh let's just talk the plot out for you audience yeah. members we, we only have so much time left here so basically we've got these escape pods but we've cloaked them and so that's why they're they're not looking for things that are smaller than this i mean it all seems a little convenient yeah. you know if you've got a tracking device you're tracking whatever's around whatever you're pointing at yeah it, right? these transports shouldn't be able to just get away and yet they do and then some some clever imperial guy shows up and he's like you know we've we've run a scan you were right we've run a scan and we found all the people leaving right now to go to that planet there so we should go there um, so they do start picking off transports they do and popping and, them off and uh which is that where ray gets to see it from the throne room in the the weird sort of like large oculus lens when snoke is like come closer and come look, look at your, yeah right pulls a little palpatine and like there's your rebel fleet an entire mm-hmm. legion of my star destroyers is around the planet uh so you got a good palpatine uh, thank you uh jedi so who i think might still be alive you think Palps is still alive? Who knows? Well, we never see the life leave his body. We just see him get thrown down that mm-hmm. big old, that <laughs> big old shaft, right? Yeah, the big old Death Star shaft. God, if that guy rolls in, all disheveled, you know, like it's taking me. This I thought way. for a while that the Supreme Leader was Palpatine. Maybe I kind of thought so too. Just more 
disfigured. Problem there, Ian McDermott is still alive and kicking and in fine form. Why don't you just get Ian McDermott back? He's ready in that role. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's out there. And he loves being the Emperor, too. Make no mistake. Yeah. How could you not, right? So they make it on, but they, they get captured eventually. And here we see a problematic character, Captain Phasma. Mm-hmm. Let's give me your thoughts on Phasma. I Old mean, Chrome Dome. There for just pure visual aesthetics. Visual aesthetic and like here's an enemy. It's like it's almost video game style boss battle. A minor boss, yeah. Yeah, minor boss mm-hmm. because apparently we're supposed to care when you know Finn comes rising back up on that levitating platform and he's just like hey <laughs> yeah right it doesn't pay off in the way i think they anticipated it paying off because they didn't spend the they didn't lay the groundwork necessarily to like establish their relationship other than she's kind of bossy with him she's obviously mm-hmm. in charge yeah just the fancy shiny armor uh in but in force awakens they have a few interactions but not enough to to warrant me. but also she's not dead right we saw her fall into a flame, but... <laughs> but she's got that magical armor on that does deflect laser bolts. Never yep. seen that before. Exactly. Why do, why do you not outfit the entire army in that that armor? Well... Then whatever. I mean, it's probably precious metals, not, right? Yeah. Only We only have so much uh, blaster deflecting armor <laughs> right. Blast, available. Blaster platinum. It's new tech, Justin, just like the oh, tracking. That's right. <laughs> it's new tech. Right. That, so. And the battering ram, too, which is just Starkiller tech, but smaller. A battering ram cannon? What? <laughs> All right, sure. Um, it's like a tiny star destroyer. Death. It's like whatever. Don't take worry my about word it. for it. Right? I've been around. I've seen them. I know. Just listen to me. If I'm that thing thin. gets its anchors in, we're hosed, people. Yeah. So Phasma. My. I guess my issue is it's cool to have a a smaller character who looks cool, right? It's your Boba Fett effect, right? Yeah. Boba Fett shows up, he breezes in, he's got the great helmet and armor and everything, and then he goes away. He yeah. just kind of pops up here Plenty and of that in Star Wars. Plenty of cool-looking people show up that aren't necessarily that consequential. Yeah, and they didn't base the entire marketing scheme around Boba Fett in those original movies either. No. Like he's, he just shows up. He's, he's not on the poster the way that Captain Phasma was sort of presented as like, this is one of the people you're going to fall in love with. You know, mm-hmm. like, you will love this character. Tattoos all around, right? Chrome Dome. The old Chrome Dome, we're calling her now. Uh, but she doesn't, doesn't, doesn't do a whole lot. And it's not terribly effective either. She captures, but she cannot finish, unfortunately. Can't That's get the true. job done. Uh, and she gets captured because apparently at some point... Uh, Benny Del Toro skips out and cuts this deal with money and a ship involved and gets a new outfit and everything. Or yeah. No, he was... Oh, he was in disguise. Never mind. But it still cuts a deal, so... Cuts a sweet deal. You know, it's all implied, I guess. <laughs> yeah. one, of the, one of the plot points they didn't... We just know he has a giant case that apparently has, you know, credits Filled with doubloons. Yeah, yep. that he's just like... He sort of counts it and he's like, looks good to me. Put it on the ship. <laughs> maybe like and they're like no you're wrong your way of life will never withstand and he, he just says it's like i'm maybe. rich and uh, yeah i'm rich and still alive so i don't know seems like a win you tell me so but you're about to get decapitated <laughs> by freaking electro axes a lot of electro weaponry you know all these movies okay okay so phasma kind of a bust right I wish they would have done more or at least marketed her less if you're going to have her in the amount totally that she's agree. on. But I still say not dead yet. Going to be a big part in the four hour long episode nine. <laughs> Where they tie up all the loose ends. Mm-hmm. All of them. 
Uh, yeah. I'm surprised okay. they didn't go like Hunger Games style, where it's actually four. They do well, four movies. That last movie has yet to come out, so maybe that's maybe that's the game plan. Surprise. <laughs> it's not done. It's a quadrilogy, people. We just blew your minds. I'll we took so one punch it, made it twice the punches, it, yes. <laughs> and made this punch baby it. a quadrilogy. Deal with it. So, which which raises the point. Let's say, let's say we get the next the next episode, right? Trilogy ends. Mm-hmm. At this point, we leave with Adam Driver, aka Kylo Ren. He's in charge of the galaxy. He is the the new supreme leader. Yep. Does he? Is he? Uh, he's a young man. I mean, are we going to see him die in this next movie, or does he get carried over into the next trilogy? Great question. I'm going to say probably you got to take him down, right? Though there's no guarantee that he isn't still going to switch. Although, really, who's the enemy if he switches at this point? We don't have anybody left. We'd have to introduce a whole new enemy. Which maybe that's going to be the case. But again, I would point you to General Grievous. Like, let's make no assumptions here that I'm going to be scared by whoever you're going to present next. Like, Kylo Ren, you've laid the groundwork. I'm into it. He's a bad dude, right? He's, he's a good bad guy. Yeah, he's very complicated. Yeah. There's dimension there. They've spent the time to build that dimension. Um, but if Grievous esque character shows up and we're supposed to be spooked by him, I don't think it's yeah. gonna happen. Ray is gonna have to kill him and he will kill either Finn or Poe. You think one of them has to die? One of them will have to die. My prediction, Poe goes down in a fighter battle with uh, Kylo Ren. Kylo oh, Ren, wow. also a very skilled pilot. Apparently, here's just something you need to learn if you watch Star Wars. If you're a Jedi, you also can pilot. You're a sweet pilot, yeah. Because yeah. you're not even paying any attention. Like you're, yeah. doing a, you're doing a crossword puzzle while the Force does all the work, mm-hmm. basically. You just need to be inside Fly the vehicle. Fly this thing, dude. Yeah. Put it on cruise control. What do we got? Uh, you know, scanners and stuff like that? Just shut it off. I don't even need it. I'm a Jedi. I've got these superpowers. This you- is how I'm going to hit the... <laughs> Speaking of superpowers, all right. Next issue to tackle. So we left off with with Luke about to burn the tree, right? Yep. Who pops up? My man Yoda. Master Yoda shows up, and he's got jokes. And he he should have jokes, right? He's a he's a joke maker. Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah, he's, he's got his little giggle to him. So, <laughs> and it's very enjoyable. I was delighted to see him. I think was that a puppet? It looked like a puppet to me. I don't think it was. I say no, it wasn't. I'm going to say it's a combination. It's like augmented reality. Augmented... I like that. Fantasy. I it's where it's it a puppet Andy with circus. like animated... Animated... <laughs> you think... <laughs> Which mask am I wearing today? Use him for everything. Man. Yeah, he's great. He's one of the best, right? That's what they say. Uh, I'm going to say it's a puppet with uh, augmented facial expressions, maybe. Like, yeah, it could be. Bring some life to the eyes. But he was great, and they have a nice little exchange there. It's yeah. very vintage OT. He talks about how the Jedi texts are, you know, outdated. Not exactly page-turners? Not exactly page-turners. Okay, all right. Let's get into this. Now, there are some contemporary references, such as the term page-turners, that yeah. I might take umbrage with. Like, it's a little too breezy. It's like, are we hanging out in Central Perk, or are we... No, I'm with you. Are we in a galaxy Same far, far away? Same thing with the Poe prank call at the beginning. Yes, exactly. Same vibe. Somebody, like... So Poe Dameron grew up watching early 90s Comedy Central on cable or something yeah. like that. Like, he's, <laughs> he's got like, that kind of vibe about him. Uh, another one I kind of took issue with was this new catchphrase we're trying to get started, which is Godspeed Rebels. Godspeed? 
We're talking about gods now? Yeah, because who who is their god? They, their religion the force, has always yeah, their yeah. religion's always been based on the force. And now suddenly we're gonna hit you with Godspeed rebels. Right. And it's they say it twice, I noticed, because one of the dudes who gets blowed up via hologram, we see the him. medical frigate. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Laura Dern says, Admiral Dern says it as she's about to hyperspace her way through that lead ship, which is sweet. That's a oh, great scene. Killer. Uh, the when the audio drops out. And then the Dolby Atmos just <laughs> rips back in as everything explodes. What well, uh, I mean, highlight of the film. Rattles your guts. Yeah. Definite highlight moment. Triumph. For, for a character, and I don't know how I feel about her character yet, because she's only around for a little bit. And again, it's a question I ask of like, okay, we got a lot of characters we're introducing still. We've yeah. got old trilogy characters blending with the new ones and mixing newer new new ones in. Um, low 3PO and R2-D2 ratio in this film, which I appreciate. I, I feel like they lean on them sometimes in a way yeah. that is not necessarily warranted for grownups because... I mean, I know you love 3PO. You would rather hang out with 3PO, but... 3PO is my number one dude. He's also a little lame, though. He's isn't lame. he? I mean, he's not... He wouldn't... You don't want to bring he, him to a party. He would not know? participate in the mutiny. He would not. No, he would object... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't do it. So, okay. So, I'm going to justify Godspeed Rebels with maybe Capital City via the Hunger Games where Admiral Dern comes from. Maybe okay. they believe in gods on that planet or something like that. Maybe maybe there is a uh, a pantheon of spirits that they adhere to, and so she's just kind There's, of spreading her vibe. Out has there. to be other organized religions in the galaxy. You would think galaxy yes. is it's a sizable place, yeah. God's so let's just say rebels. that. But it's not. I don't want to take off though. Like, may the force be with you. We're good. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. It. They right. already have their Godspeed. Yeah, I don't need Godspeed rebels. Uh, also, we get down to that final salt planet. Hmm, salt. And Poe Dameron says some line where they're bringing down the, the giant garage door over the, the rebel base. And he says, let's hope that big ass door holds or whatever. Big ass door? Yeah. Did fucking, <laughs> did fucking Kid Rock join this rebellion or what? Big ass door? I We're talking about asses in the galaxy? All about that. It's just another one where it's like kind of taken out of it. It's like, man, is, are we Robert Downey Juniouring this a little bit here? Well, so here's my question: Was that line written as "big ass door," <laughs> or was that? Just never heard asses referenced in this universe. No, so it's I a don't little... like it. Yeah, you want the you want the dialect isn't the right word. What sort of a, the the the, uh, the 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 patois of a galaxy far patois, far, you know, perfect? You know yeah, the uh, perfect word. You look healthy enough to rip the ears off a of Gundark. You know what does that even mean? I, it doesn't matter. We're in space, far away. You know, like that's yeah. what I need. But we get it because we can put our version of a Gundark into that. Yeah, you know, it still it translates yeah. fairly easily. Big ass door, big ass. Man, I hope that big-ass door holds. Oh, That's because, as I think you're learning as we're getting through this episode, this episode was a chuckle house. <laughs> I was hoping it would be bleak is the only problem. I was expecting darkness, and I'm granted I'm a more yeah. cynical human to begin with, so mm -hmm. it's sort of my wheelhouse of enjoyment, but it's also part of the uh, the narrative structure. You, yeah. you know. But they're going to chuckle their way through it. That's fine. It should have been called Star Wars Episode Eight. Take my Jedi, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm being too hard on it. No, uh, 
Okay, so this all leads to a big confrontation with the Star Killer uh, battering ram, and we get some some updated Imperial walkers, some adats, which look pretty cool and have look mean red eyes, sweet. right? Um, we got the salty planet. We got red dust flying everywhere. We've got the overkill scene where Kylo Ren shoots the fuck out of hologram Luke, which is great. Love it. Uh, meanwhile, those Hux re- delivers a home run. Do you think you got him? Yeah. <laughs> which I was good. Yeah, that was good. Yep. And it's like, that's why we keep you around Hux mm-hmm. <laughs> for barbs like that. These two working together, by the way, I'd, I'd like to see maybe a little office style spinoff of these two doing their imperial business together in the same oh, yeah. same bridge. You know what I mean? Kylo's all angsty. Hux is like, he's just like, we've got paperwork. Yeah, right. <laughs> there are rules. It's interesting because their entire dynamic has been, uh, Daddy, Daddy, look at me, look at me. You know, because they're all vying for Snoke's attention, right? Yep. But now Snoke is no more Snoke. I f- I, do we even talk about that scene? Like, the Praetorian Guard fight scene? Pretty sweet, right? We do get to see the Praetorian Guard fight. They have cool laser chains. They have all kinds of various sweet laser weapons. Yeah, it's like laser warriors, essentially. It's like yeah. a street fight. I think what we're led to believe is in the post-Return of the Jedi world, mm-hmm. they've sort of... They're starting to use some of this lightsaber technology. You got to neutralize a lightsaber, yep. right? We we know that that tech exists. That's old tech. Yeah, that's even. old tech. Very <laughs> old tech. It's so like the Apple IIe, right? In a galaxy far, right. far away. Can you update that operating system and still run Mavis Beacon? You know, that's these are the important questions we address here on Wookie of the Year. Boop. So they fight it out. Uh, and Snoke gets gets cut in two by uh, Kylo Ren's, you know, mind powers and whatnot. Real, real pulling the rug out from underneath you. Takes advantage of uh, Snoke's hubris because yeah. he's so sure that Kylo is going all of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kylo's yeah. going to kill Rey. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to go how they wanted. Everything no. is proceeding as I have seen. Exactly, and it wasn't. Not at all. Everything he said was wrong. That's a good running line for Luke. I like that. Yeah. Every word you just said was wrong. That is good. I like that. So while Luke and Kylo Ren are having their big face-off, though, big hologram face-off, uh-huh. the Rebels are just kicking it inside their base, waiting for things to shake out for the most part. And then they realize, oh, yeah, we should try to figure out a way to get out of here. Before they try to get out of there, though, however. Mm-hmm. We have maybe the greatest fourth wall breaking moment oh, no. ever in the film. Not sure if it was intentional. Don't know. Okay. But flat out, Luke's out there about to take on about six AT-AT walkers, a uh, one of those battering ram cannon. Right, right. That big old vulture ship too. That yep. the Kylo Ren tools around it. Big old vulture ship. Luke is about to take that force, that battalion yeah. on on his own. Someone suggests we should get out there and help him. I believe it's Finn. <laughs> and Poe fires back very calmly. He, no. He's doing this for a he reason. He must be doing this for a reason. And you hear this mm. like, in no real scenario would that be the conclusion of the people inside. Would they be like, nope, he's got it all. He's got out. this, right. We just we just chill on our heels back here. Especially Mr. Oh, let me get my X-Wing and blow shit up. Yeah, suddenly you don't want to get out there. 
Yeah, it's another one that's convenient. Let's explain what another character is thinking or, you know, how they're behaving and how this affects the plot. Yeah. I mean, at that that point, everything's off the chains. We got roses, like, clipping Finn Speeder at God knows how many miles an hour. Oh, that's right. Somehow he walks away from it. She doesn't die. That's a nice scene, though. That little moment of, like, this is how we win. We don't fight the things we hate. We save the things we love. That's a great line. Great sentiment. Well delivered. Uh, are those two hooking up, you think? I'm hoping. I mean, can I just Somebody's got to hook up with... And I hate to be obsessed somebody's with this, gotta, but... Somebody's got to get some in the galaxy it just adds far, to, far away. It raises the stakes, right? You're fighting for something or with someone. I agree. I watch movies somewhat to see romances. Yeah, I'm in. Sure. We need more, as you previously indicated, more OC-style drama, I think. Yeah, way more. We need more Summer Seth activity. You know what I mean? And then on the flip side, maybe you need a little Ryan Marissa. Uh, I mean, they're the they're the dramatic ones. Maybe you need, uh, you know, you need Snoke carrying out Captain Phasma from a, a car accident, a speeder accident, or something like that. I didn't. I need something to hold on to here. This is the Star Wars show that needs to be made. <laughs> Jedi Academy, it's right? Jedi Academy. Mm. And it's that's all it is. It's just teen angst, but they're also <laughs> With lear- force kind powers. of Jedi's. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they've all got different skills. The jock's good at the lightsaber. I might have said this exact thing in the first episode, but I'll do it again. That's okay. It's a great bit. Yeah. You get uh, Luke becomes your Peter Gallagher kind of figure, your, your Sandy Cohen. Exactly. Sometimes he's on your side. Sometimes it's tough I gotta love. Bail, yeah, I got to bail Kylo out of jail again before he gets sent back to Chino. I know. <laughs> Space Chino. <laughs> Space Chino. <laughs> Maybe we should just do an OC podcast. It sounds like we're way more into that than... That what we got going on yeah, here. Yeah, this podcast is now about <laughs> the OC. <laughs> I love those kids, though. They're great. They're great. Everything they do makes sense. Until you get to the back end of season three when Chili gets involved and Johnny the Surf Dog and all that stuff. Wow. Some choices made there. I would not have t- taken myself. Anyway. I am now absolutely out of the game. Okay. <laughs> I'm now I'm completely lost. <laughs> We'll set aside a day. We'll do a session. I'll explain the entire plot arc of season three of the OC at some point and then delete it immediately. <laughs> okay. So right, big, you, big finale, right? So we, uh, Luke dies from afar. Meanwhile, the rebels Luke dies as- from a fart from <laughs> far that was i don't know i'm right. sorry <laughs> pathetic we're a little slap happy over here yeah too much yeah so uh he dies from afar afar and mm-hmm. uh meanwhile ray takes the back door they they find a back door it's covered with rocks <laughs> she lifts all the rocks and reunites everybody and la 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 they stay as escape in the millennium falcon right whoever's left it's only like 12 of them left or something and they all fly off in the Millennium Falcon together. Yeah. And uh, that's it, I guess. Yeah. Then we see the one kid use his force powers to pick up the broom. Right. The kids we met on the casino planet. Yep. Casino Royale. And he, they're telling each other stories of, of the Jedi. And he force grabs himself a broom and starts sweeping and then stares off into space. Defiantly. As do we all. Yeah. Yes. And you just know that we that, all want to be Jedi. That rebellion, though, that's going to live on. That's right. So there it is. So that's that's the last Jedi, pretty much. Did we miss anything that you can think of? I mean, we hit all the hot spots. I think we hit everything. That, basically, 
you don't need to see the movie if you've s- you listened to this podcast. Yeah, you could skip it easily. We, we Everything you need to know, we've covered it here. And anything we don't <laughs> need to know, we're now that you that we didn't cover, excuse me, we can now cover right now in the questions phase. Of That's the right. Okay. So we've got some questions in here. So this comes from an alert listener who's got two burning questions that she would like to pose. Love it. Number one, why does Padme's hair get bigger and more ridiculous in episode three? Is it a lack of gravitational pull, hormone fluctuation from her midi-chlorian Jedi twin pregnancy, or just someone's misguided concept of semi-romantic 1980s hair? It's a great question. Because I will say she does cycle through a lot of hairdos in that movie. She just becomes a vehicle for spacey hairdos at that point yeah. in, in the franchise. I like to think she's like, uh, you know, she's a Star Wars Marie Antoinette. Oh, very decadent in, yeah. uh, in her I mean, way of just life. because there's, I believe there's no reason that she cannot be a benevolent leader, but also possibly gets a little naughty in her personal life. <laughs> sure. We've all been there. She's got a big old space bed, right? Yeah, she she was raised with she can have anything she wants when she wants it. She's surrounded by handmaidens, too. Exactly. She's used to handmaiden lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to be doing... She's got nothing but time to do that. Uh, I will say, this is addressed... In, there's another podcast called We Hate Movies. Great show. Go check it out. Love the podcast. Check it uh, out. They do a commentary, a Revenge of the Sithmentary, and they do point this hair issue out o- along with the fact that every room is decorated with a lot of lamps and urns, which just check it out. You won't be able to pull your eyes from it. factual. But they uh, propose that maybe it's a droid, Hairdo D2, who is just, before she leaves the planet, before she leaves the house, just takes care of that right quick, right? Because they're elaborate dues. Yeah. It's going to take some time if you're doing it by hand. Non-droid hand. Uh... Which, that was kind of... How do you feel about Adam Driver's scar in this movie? You get to see a little scar droid take his stitches out. I like that. The that, space stitches look baller. Cool, though, right? It was, like a, it was like a huffy BMX like bike bar, track. Yeah, yeah, dude, nice. It was, yeah, super sweet. <laughs> uh, I liked that. I, I also loved that we got to see the uh, Imperial uniforms getting ironed. <laughs> yes, in a very clever yeah. sight gag, a little graphic match there. Yeah. You think, like, oh, shit, is that Boba Fett landing? It's just a space iron, baby. No, it's not, not a big iron. deal. Don't worry about it. Okay, so we've got so the, so the hair thing. I mean, it could be could be that droid. Uh, it could also just be dec- the decadence of power, right? Maybe she's even she's uh, you know she's got a rebel heart, but she also likes to look she nice. Likes the finer things. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. Um, I like the uh, our listeners take that it's the uh, midichlorians escalating from the uh, Jedi <laughs> That's where she stores pregnancy. them in her huge hair yeah. Oh, okay. Like water? Yeah, it's just <laughs> like, like a side camel's effect. Camel's hump? Yeah. Okay. Of having Luke and Leia in your belly. She has also sent in some, some animated gifts that show that even in death, her hair is enormous. I'll show those to you later. Okay, we've got one more question here from mm-hmm. Alert Listener. Uh, who's also my sister. I won't say her name here because I don't know if she wants to be affiliated with us. Officially. Yeah, officially, She's willing to be unofficially She's an adjunct, like, satellite contributor to the content. So, number two, do you think the Jedi Order becoming more monastic in episodes one through three has anything to do with George Lucas getting a divorce and becoming a single parent in the mid-80s, thus the Jedi Order mirrors his delusion with love and marriage? 
I think that's as great an explanation as any. I mean, that is, what am I going to do to even top that? Can I think I, she's got to figure your, it out. Did your sister write in just to make me feel dumb, do you feel like? <laughs> it does kind of feel that way. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a very well considered question. She succeeded. And yeah, I mean, yes, that <laughs> seems like that is what it is. That's, yeah, that's all I can say. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're precisely right. Which makes me wonder now that George is remarried, he's got himself a new lady friend. What kind of Star Wars would he make now? I wonder if he likes this one. Do you think George likes this one that just came out? I think he thinks he would have done it better. Yeah. That's what I believe. Not enough Gungans. Where are my Gungans? Never enough Gungans. It's really funny you that get some, the Gungans... Some salt Gungans? It, that it was just so... <laughs> we made a mistake, and now we just kind of won't talk about him anymore. Yeah. I mean, it was there was yeah. some fan service there, because, yeah, he got shuffled off to the yeah. side right quick. It's like people in the Star Wars universe, the characters in the Star Wars universe, they think about the time of the Gungans <laughs> like Germans think about the Nazis. Right. Like, it's just like, look, we try to... You it know, was a time and a place. We don't like to talk. Like It was it, convenient. We were wrong. We get it. But, you know, also we weren't around for it. <laughs> so don't. Yeah. Um, okay. What so happened to the Gungans? I'm back on Team Gungan. I'm going to be pro the Gungans? to say it. After Episode 8, I want to know what happened to the Gungans. Have they been massacred in some way in this massive space revolution that's always going on? Yeah. Is Jar Jar somehow in so, still in some position of power? <laughs> A shitty space senator? Yeah. Well, here's the... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer this question for you as if I know the answer. Give it to me. Okay, so the Gungans live on Naboo, right? Correct. Who comes from Naboo? Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. Oh. So... And it becomes quite clear, and remains clear, even in these First Order days, that yep. the Empire's got a beef against alien species, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Like, it seems to be a little uh, white and British, you know? So, you know that there's got to be some kind of, like, alien massacre, like space holocaust, right? Yeah. Like, they... Because... That's they're, the impl- they're not among their the ranks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here and there, you know? Maybe not everywhere, didn't make it to Tatooine quite because there's yeah. a vast array of creatures there. But whereas the rebels, like you got all the crazy alien races chilling out, right? In and the and you know, Palpatine, I never liked those Gungan neighbors of mine. Would oh, turn yeah. this Death Star right around, take care of business once and for all, boil their seas. It just sounds like something he would do. It sounds exactly like something. So I'm going to say they are mostly dead. Jar Jar's kept around. Is a punching bag, basically. I mean, he shows up, he casts his useless boat at the that. Senate, and then he dissolves the Senate. And presumably, if I'm Palpatine, I'm sending somebody out there, one of my henchies, to go just take care of business, please. Yeah. Eliminate him from this. That's what I would do. So we've got that. Those are great questions, sister. Appreciate it. Love you. And uh, the other story I've got to share from episode one of Wookiee of the Year the last Jedi pre-show which you've not listened to you should listen to it you should have listened to it first but if you haven't listened to it and you're listening to this go back and listen to that great one. backstory on yeah that you'll need all this will make sense all yeah. of a sudden but uh, so apparently our our buddy Mike McHugh from the Chicago satellite campus of the Sauropod Mike McHugh love yeah. ya Mike and Megan are, are Chicago buddies big ups to you uh, he was listening to this and their son was listening as well and he's uh, almost three years old I think 
and we were talking about some wait somebody this maybe this guy here was talking about how Kylo Ren was a motherfucker for killing Han Solo. Ooh, and uh, and our and our buddy boy looks up at Dad and he goes, "Dad, what's motherfucker?" Uh oh. So and so it begins, and I'm I'm both proud and embarrassed of the fact that maybe. I got that little guy to drop his first death bomb on Dad. I think you did. Wookiee of the Year, out there, changing lives. James, Affecting this is, culture. This has been a great episode. I'm going to leave with, with one more task for you, okay? Okay. We've got eight franchise films plus Rogue One. Yeah. That makes nine. I want you to rank them. Eight plus Rogue Personal One. Personal ranking. Right. Sweet. Here we go. Empire Strikes Back. Boom. Number one. Return of the Jedi. Number two. You're mirroring yep. mine exactly yep. so far. All right. Ready? Rogue One. <laughs> yeah. That's number three. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. That's a hot three. That's a hot take is what that is. Okay. Yep. Then we hit New Hope in the number four Okay. Position. Okay. Then I'm going to go ahead and say probably A Force Awakens okay. in the number five. Then I'm gonna go and throw in yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna toss in here episode three whoa then I'm gonna close out with uh, Last Jedi uh, Clone Wars Phantom Menace Phantom Menace that's my that's my order. wow okay that's a lot to take in you want to give me your hot nine well I'm gonna okay so my hot nine is gonna be Empire. It's just a great movie. It really is. It just holds up like nobody's business. The the real battle on Hoth is tremendous. <laughs> you got a real chip on your shoulder about that one. Don't take the coolest <laughs> battle. It's like they They made it red though. They added red. Yeah. So we're taking it from Luke is like, I guess we're gonna have to take these things out with harpoons and pulling it off. True. To uh like, well these ones got skis. <laughs> Put your ski doo down. And it's like, how old are these things? What generation are those shitty things from? Because they they make it very clear that they're old. Right, the rickety, yeah. But I mean, those things are looking like they're about to fall apart. Yeah, what era does that come from? Because if we if we're gonna go back to the prequel era, that that, that was all smooth sailing, right? Everything yep. was all tricked everything out in fifties fins and everything. So and even in the originals, the shitty snow speeders were better than those rickety. Oh yeah, no doubt. Uh, so okay, so you got Empire, Empire right? number one, number two, and this is maybe sacrilegious to hardcore fans. I don't give a shit, but number two is Return of the Jedi, and I'm talking green lightsaber sells it for me. And also, you're getting Palpatine too. You, I mean, all that that entire final sequence is great. You're getting the whole team, yeah. Then I'm gonna go. Oh man, you got Lando's piloting the friggin' Millennium Falcon. Oh don't fuck yeah, about he becomes that. a becomes a war yeah. hero. That's right. Well, I guess he was a hero before because of uh, Battle of Tanab, but he yeah. becomes an even greater war hero, nerds, after that happens. Yeah. So, okay, so the number three spot, though, this is where it gets tricky. Yep. Oh, man. Because now it's gonna now it's tied with, with New Hope and Force Awakens, right? Which we've agreed are essentially pretty much the same movie. Yep. Which one do I want to watch more, though? I think I might pop in a Force Awakens. Force Awakens coming in at number three for you. I think so. I think so. That This is negotiable. But for Got right it. now, for my hot take, number three, Force Awakens. Nice. Number four, New Hope. Great. Number Same as me. Five. I'm going to say The Last Jedi. 
What? Yep. You think that's better than Rogue One? I am pretty sure it is. Diego Luna. Disagrees. Oh, he's great. He's great. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Jen Urso is great. K2SO. I love the whole crew. I love uh, Hannibal being a uh, dad, the Death Star builder. Lovely. Great. Um, but I'm going to go... Okay, so we got Empire Jedi, Force Awakens, New Hope, The Last Jedi, Rogue One. Nice. This take's going to blow your mind. Phantom Menace. What? Revenge of the Sith, Attack of the Clones. No. Yeah. I think no. there's more quality material in Phantom Menace, no. and I think that's due to the fact that he had plenty of time to shake it out. Like, I think the worlds look better. I think you got Liam Neeson. You got the double-bladed lightsaber duel. You got Duel of the Fates. Um, Padres can go. Anakin can go. You yeah, but- do got Qui-Gon and the Darth Maul. Yeah, right? you got Liam and Ewan. Ewan pre-fake beard. Although he does right. have that stupid Padawan haircut, but... I'll allow it. And then Revenge of the Sith. I'm not happy with Revenge of the Sith. I'm just going to say it. I, I, that has aged so poorly in my eyes... I feel like we need to talk about that more in depth later at some point because talk about dropping the ball. How do you blow it? You know, how do you I blow know. that story to a point where the origin story of Darth Vader you slam did dunk badly slam dunk? Yeah. All you had to do basic steps need to be taken. And again, I'll keep coming right back to it. Would have liked to have seen a love triangle. Obi Wan, Anakin, Padme. Oh, that's what drives dang. that friction between all those characters and raises the stakes tremendously. Did you fuck my wife? That's true. Obi Wan, did you fuck my what? wife? You know, Obi's got to stay celibate. He's he's, he's not he's in love with the force. No way. He's he's in love with. Yeah. He's in a deep, you like that? growing relationship with the force. <laughs> I do like that, and I'll accept that. But I think it's it's shocking how poorly executed the invention of fucking Darth Vader was. Yeah, God, it's horrible. That pisses me off. We all know it's horrible. No, no, it happened. Yes. <gasps> yep. Yes, this did happen. That being said, for every one of those shitty no's that you have, one of those scenes, you have an awesome scene where he's immolated alive. He's just uh-huh. burning on a black sand beach next to some lava. Fucking sweet. I love that. That's great. Yeah, because then you see why someone might end up being Darth Vader. Right. But then this is what they've been through. But then you're cross-cutting to other planets where the supposedly invincible Jedi are getting taken out with hot shots by by, uh, clone troopers or whatever. It's pathetic. The best warriors of the galaxy who can sense extra things. Didn't pick up on that. The betrayal. The Jedi (laughs) sense did not. Well, there was a cloud over the Force, James, but... All right, so I don't know. You feel good? I feel grand. You got any final final statements here? Uh, my final statement is that the best Star Wars movie actually is Jedi Academy, written <laughs> and directed by myself and Justin. I love out. working on that project. With I'm gonna you. say 2022. You can look. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we can get that. We got Disney money behind us if we're getting hired yeah, for dude. that job. Jedi Academy, except it's gonna be uh, a super edgy Netflix show. <laughs> oh, okay. Get used. No to ratings it. needed. No ratings needed. Yeah. There's gonna be drugs. Sure. It's going to be violence. Yeah. And for you, it's yeah. going to be sex. It'd be some fucking? Yeah. Oh, I love it. The Jedi Academy, it gets wild. Yeah, and some cursing. But I want curses that are 
of a galaxy far, far away. Amen, brother. Not badass. Big ass. Not big ass. Big ass. Unbelievable. Pathetic. All right, James. Well, this has been great. And, Tremendous. Uh, thank, thanks to all of you out there for listening to us talk about fucking Star Wars for whatever it's been now, three or four hours. It has to be getting close to three hours. Yeah. So uh, from, from us, here, us here at Wookiee of the Year, I mean, at the very least, you'll be hearing from us next year during yeah. the next Wookiee of the Year. But maybe before then. We'll try to try something you. out for you. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys yeah. have any ideas, fun ideas for us, uh, we're all about it. So you let us know again. Info at the com. Subject title things I need you to do or whatever again I don't know why I keep coming back to this but write your own fucking emails okay I yeah, can't please. I can't hold you through this whole thing James this has been great thank you so much for doing this with me uh, and uh, season's greetings buddy to you as well man alright from from us here at Wookie of the Year um, may the force be with you I guess Godspeed Rebels Godspeed Rebels my, my big <laughs> ass 